Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spit and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Slowinski. And I'm his friend. Hello, friend. Hi, Ryan. At what stage are you now, friend? Oh, Ryan, I've, I've, I was born once, I, I grew, and now I've, I've graduated. Got two degrees, and at my prime, 29 going on 30, and I'm ready uh-huh. to enter the workforce. I'm optimistic for the future, but that's a bit of a long name, so just call me Bartek. Hi, Bartek. Thank you. Hi. We are spit and Polish, likingly because we're always spitting and we both happen to be Polish. Is that not correct? Graduating friend who's turning 29 and 30. Just call me graduating friend. With two degrees. <laughs> both of them in friend. Um, um, we're both Polish, is that not correct? Yes, we do the verb spit, and we are the noun Polish. That's exactly it. Oh, it's actually an adjective. It's a culture. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's all, it's whatever you want it to be. Well, cultures are nouns. We could be all of it. Let's make it a verb, too. Let's make it a verb as well. Why not chuck it in there? We're 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 actively being Polish on you. We're going to culture you. <laughs> you're gonna get, you're gonna get so much bland food from us. It sounds like you're gonna turn someone into a cult, though. So you're gonna get so into the Polish cult, the biggest cult in Poland. So Bartek, on this show, unappreciated masterpieces. Mm-hmm. What is it that we do on this? What do we talk about? What do we do? Well, what we do is we talk into the microphones. What we talk about are unappreciated masterpieces, which are theatrically released films, Mm. feature films, in other words, that have been released, have been out there for anywhere between a few months to decades. Yep. But they have not received the love that they deserve. So what we mean by that is that they're not talked about, whether that's at all or any more or that much at all. Yeah. We believe that these films are, coincidentally, the greatest films ever made and that they should be talked about more because because cinema is a big industry that has thrived. Now, I remember last week in our episode, there was a point where I brought up this film called Citizen Kane to oh, um that film. yeah to to like make a point about the film and that's an easy thing to do like everyone's heard of Citizen Kane even if you haven't seen it, it's like the greatest film ever made or it's very influential but what we try to create for the world through doing this show is that when you talk about a film that you're watching you can relate it to great films like Bringing Down the House yeah just as you would for Citizen Kane Exactly. So, are we doing Bringing Down the House? Is that the movie we we're doing? We did that already. Oh, we're we doing Lost and Found, the David Spade movie in which he finds a dog. I did last week hint at the fact that we could be doing that if I decided. Are we doing that? I mean, I'm not the one that decides. Okay. Ryan, that's me. I'm talking to me now. Yes. Did you decide to put on Lost and Found for this episode? I don't know. Ask Bartek. I had to confirm it with him. Bartek? No. No. Okay. So what is the movie? The movie that we are doing in this episode of Unappreciated Masterpieces is... Dziś Chinasche Jutro Chijeszczy. That's a lot of words. Yeah, four. That's a, that was only four? <laughs> yeah. Wow, it sounded like so many words. Mm-hmm. Not English words, though. Yeah, it's been Polish. 
Oh, because we're both Polish. You're speaking Polish. Oh, here's the awkward thing. I don't speak the language, though. Yeah, I know. I was raised in Australia. Same. Yeah, but my parents aren't Polish. My grandparents were Polish. See? Same. Well, just one grandparent. Yeah. So, okay. so yeah. Well, you're, no, yours are different. You, yours are... Well, I couldn't Parents say, are Polish. Yeah, I couldn't say same for Polish, but then you brought up grandparents. I'm so I was like, oh, and then you're like, same. same, same. And my grandfather didn't pass on the, the language because Australia was shithouse when he came here. And they were all like, you better drop that language and that culture with you, buddy, or else you, we don't want you here. And he was all like, thanks. I just came back from the Holocaust. Don't do anything you want. Whereas my Thanks great-grand- the white Australia policy. Whereas white, my great-grandfather didn't learn English. Exactly. And I bet he was the talk of the town. In the Polish community, actually, kind of. Not in he the, was really not popular. In, not in the rest of the Australian community, though. They were like, that motherfucker is well, not they speaking the gone, language. They should have gone to the Polish house in Roeville. <laughs> Did... In in Australia, for those who are non-Australians, the, the, the terminology used for people who were European, especially back in the day, and now it's kind of spread to other de- destinations, was you were called a wog. Mm. Was was your family... Did your family ever get that describing term used at them? Because mine did, both sides. Like, my, my fa- grandfather and mother's side was Ukrainian. I always and thought... he was called a wog. That's usually more for like Greeks and Italians. Yeah, I was about to say Mediterraneans, but in Australia they don't care. They hear an accent and they're like, "You fucking wog," and that's like that's what my family got on both sides. I've, I've always, I mean, obviously, I didn't grow up when my older relatives were, you know, well, growing. Maybe may, when but... they were growing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're 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 still you're grown now. Yeah. Um. No, I I always thought that wog just referred to like you know Italian Greeks. Uh, okay. So are something. we joined by a wog for this? episode well we haven't even got to the part where i tell you the english title is the movie wog boy <laughs> no well, i thought is wog boy 2 movie, was on the list is wog boy 1 can be on the list too if we really want is is it wog boy 2 knights of um kings of kings mykonos <laughs> i was about to say knights of cydonia i know that you always get the title wrong <laughs> i was about to call it knights of cydonia by the band muse the song Knights of Cydonia. Are we doing the song Knights of Cydonia? We know a music podcast. No, I wouldn't be good at that. Yeah, you don't listen to music. Bartek's the kind I of guy still, who's, I still who's like episodes ago. You mentioned some popular Australian band. I'm like, I haven't heard of them. It's like, oh, have you heard of Powderfinger? And I'm like, oh, did they do Eurotrip? And then I later looked it up, and it was Goldfinger. <laughs> You fucking idiot. So, Bartek, what's the well, movie I'm not an in idiot, English? I'm just ignorant. The Idiotic, movie, yeah. No, ignorant. Yeah. The movie that we are doing this episode is 13 Going on 30. Oh, you mean Suddenly 30? If you're an Australian. Yeah, in Australia, we changed the title like we did for Airplane. Over here in Australia, it's called Flying High yeah, for right. no apparent I'm reason. So- because I guess here in Australia, we don't know, know what 13 Going on 30 means, and we don't know what airplanes are. How, you're pronouncing it really well. Yeah. Wow, you don't even need to call it flying high like the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. It's a very large it's, language barrier. Is it airplane? Er- Close. It's like air and then plane. Well, I, I got 13 going on 30, right? So I'm so, better than half So, Bartek, are we joined by a 13-year-old or 30-year-old as a guest? Uh, well, they're over the halfway point, I think. The, over the halfway point. Maybe. Same age as us, right? Maybe. Younger. Uh, maybe. Younger. Okay. I, By a few months. 
Oh, I see. It's like but, yeah. you know, we're old enough to you know, like if we were the Rugrats, if we were the Rugrats, they the, the guest would have been. I, I I don't remember who the youngest Rugrat was. I'm gonna say. Well, Angelica was three. Chucky was two. The rest were like one. Oh, that's right. Chucky's older, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's supposed middle, to be yeah. able to talk, but he doesn't because his mum died. Uh, I think let's say let's say we're joined by both Phil and Lil. Okay, cool. Um, Rachel Apps. Hi. Hi, Rachel. Are you both Phil and Lil? You're a Rugrats expert. Thank God we're doing thirty go thirteen going on thirty, not the Rugrats movie. I'm not outdoorsy enough to be considered a Phil or a Lil. Uh, you consider them very outdoorsy? Yeah, like... Yeah, they're, they're they love w- dirt. And yeah, they're, they're, they're that's the true. ones that go for the mud. That's true, that's true. So what are you, like a, like a dill? You're a dill pickle? Well, that's a few seasons mm, later. Yeah. Yeah, uh, when, it, when it didn't get good anymore. That's after the first movie. If you were a Rugrat, what one would you be? This is the Rugrat podcast, brought to you by the Rugrats. This is, Buzz, this is our BuzzFeed quiz. Which Rugrat are you? <laughs> this is Tangents. I'm the Stu, the dad. Do, do your best Stu impression. He's got a cool voice. No, I'm the parent. I can't remember expert. Stu's voice. It's a little bit like... It's, it's, it's kind of like, tricky to do. It's Yeah. I don't know. You, Bartek, you would be definitely 100%. With, without a doubt, you're, you're Phil. Oh, thank God, I thought you were going to call me Howard. Which one's Howard again? Is he the one with the mustache? He's, he's Phil and Lil's dad. Oh, that one. <laughs> the one you don't see too often. You're the granddad. <laughs> you're, you're the Jewish... Hey, Scout! You're the Jewish... Oh, the other granddad. The Jewish grandfather. Why yeah, not? Thought, okay, I thought you were talking you about the main the, one. You don't get to be the one that introduces <laughs> the kids to pornography. <laughs> I don't remember that. Wow. Oh, you don't remember that? <laughs> The grandfather in Rugrats is the best because there's an episode in which he's like he's watching like pornographic stuff on the TV and they're no, like no 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 he's like get out of here kids no no he goes to the video store and he's like buying pornographic no material. he's rented porn and he's like I've got this one for myself Self. and then another time and then he <laughs> leaves them watching there and then goes upstairs to his own room, room. with the TV. Like with the video. video. And my favorite, which is Stu. I think it's Stu talking about, like, man, it's, you know, this is this is so bad. I lost at Russian roulette. And then, then the grandfather being like, you don't know how Russian roulette works, do you? <laughs> Just so deadpan. So we're not doing the Rugrats, unfortunately. As much as I would love to do that, I would rather do Angry Beavers. Uh, I like that. A lot. They didn't have a movie, did they? No, but we sh- we should demand that they make a movie for Angry Beavers, and they have to make the lead star the stump character, their friend, mm. oh, with well, the googly, no, guy, like with the drawn-on face. Not even necessarily that, like it has he's to be the about actual him. main character, but I would appreciate it if most of the promotional material was, was him. Yeah, was him with them in the background because the whole gag in that show was he was like a superstar. He was like the greatest. Yeah. The greatest. He's the Robert Downey Jr. of that universe. I yeah. like just just them being in the shadow of Stump in their own movie. So if you've got a copy of the movie, suddenly 30 <laughs> or 13 going on have 30. A, have a look under your Rugrats and Angry Beavers DVDs. It might be there. And then you find out it's in your Rocco's Modern Life collection. And you're like, shit, why did I put it in there? I'm okay. such a nickhead. Exactly. And then... And then one person's like, what about Hey Arnold? You could do the Hey Arnold movie. I didn't like Hey Arnold, so leave me alone. I, I liked it. I hated Hey Arnold. I didn't hate it. I just didn't like it. I was like, this isn't for me. I'd you rather know what watch... I love? 
What? This movie we should... 13 going on 30? Or Courage the Cowardly Dog, a show that not enough people talk about. It was the greatest, and it was one that I didn't get to watch enough of. So get your copy of the movie 13 going on 30 if you have a copy. I imagine you all do, because, you know, this is Jennifer Garner's first starring role in a movie. Um, And that's important, because Jennifer Garner's been on the show twice before as mum-slash-wife in, you know, movies with funny guys in them. You know, Kevin Spacey, the funniest of guys. Uh, He really cracked me up when he came out as gay. That was just so funny. Remember Nailed It? (laughs) Remember Nailed It in Nine Lives? And then, of course, the wife to Steve Carell in Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. I think that's his name, the full name. Yes, that's the title, yeah. That was, I got it in the right. So get your copy, because I'm going to do a countdown from three, and I'm going to go all the way down... What language? In English, English and language. I'm going to say play. So get ready, because I'm going to start this in three, two, one, play. So we're one second in... Two seconds. Ah, we're up to five now. So we are brought to you by the lovely lady... Um, Columbia, is it? Miss Columbia? Miss Columbia? I can't remember, she's based on one of those old Hollywood actresses, and I'm, I'm blanking, and there's a part of me that's just in the yes. back of my brain. It's called Sc- Sony Pictures Entertainment. Yes, haha. Company. <laughs> they don't exist anymore, do they, Columbia? I think they're gone now. You never see them at the start of a movie well, that's now. That's a good point, yeah. Them and TriStar, you remember the, the Pegasus? Mm. Flying at you. I don't think you see them anymore. I always get them mixed up. Yeah. And then there's uh, then there's Universal with the world Earth spinning, which is weird because they're called Universal yet they show only Earth. Well, global's too short a word to put around the whole. Why not just thing? Earthly? That's well, a bit weird. Remember when there was a period of time where they thought 20th Century Fox was going to have to change their name to 21st Century Fox? Do you remember this? Because the, the I remember thinking it. I don't remember hearing Oh, that was a big it. deal. They were like, oh, they're going to have to change that. And then they did. They're going to change it to Disney. So, um, this film is a masterpiece, of course. The first line is, move it, Dorcas. That's right up there with Rosebud. It's not too rude, but it's, you know, not too polite. It's it's pretty good. It's not fucking hurry up, dickhead, or anything like that. So you know, it's a bit more PG. Yeah, it's 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 not that. Whatever movie starts with that, I imagine there is a movie. You know, you know the greatest thing is, we've had like a hundred years of movies at this point, and you really could believe that literally any phrase that you could come up with has been used in a movie by now, and could even be the opening lines to a movie. Like, something like, Fuck me, Grandpa! Could be the beginning of a movie already. It could be Bad Grandpa or Dirty Grandpa. Either Uh, Grandpa movie. Just to draw our attention to the film at the moment. So she's just gotten her her school photos back. And they're shit. Because he took the photo in the middle of her being annoyed that he was getting her name. She was getting... The photographer was getting the name wrong. Yes. The photographer was shit. Well, of course, as a school photographer, have like, you ever had a good school? the framing of the photo was bad. Like, 
That's all they need to do. Well, Rachel, I... I, I but I, her I, hair gets cut off. Well, of course it does. I didn't want to burst the bubble, but I, I want to speculate that maybe in the future segment that that photographer is the guy who works for Sparkle magazine, Ooh. and that's why they need real good photographers. That's the one that Tom Tom goes for. It's the one that Tom Tom, you know, Tom Tom, who's the lead one. Oh, fun fact, while we're still here, Brie Larson is one of the girls in the six chicks. And apparently she's the one that who gets, gets kicked, kicked out, out of the group when, um, when, when Jennifer Garner's character becomes a six chick in the time line that we don't get to properly see mm. which is great because Brie Larson of course Oscar nominated actress she's going to be playing Captain Marvel is, is, and she's in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus as well what we just mentioned there, is that the fastest spoiler we've given on the show so far no <laughs> there have been movies where the name of the movie is a spoiler okay the boy enough. next door there's a boy next door spoiler alert uh, <laughs> when the bow breaks there is a bow and it breaks but when was there a bow that broke? <laughs> no. I guess you could say her waters. Yeah. Maybe, I guess. Yeah, the, the bow was the vagina all along. The vagina no, we made along the, the way. No, it the mucus plug. Come on. Mucus plug. The mucus plug in the <laughs> cervix. It's what keeps the water inside. Of course I did that. Classic Rachel. Just wanting to kick the table and mucus plug. And educate us, Ryan. Give the full story. Okay, so the mucus plug... Is near the cervix area. No, it's in the cervix. Well, it's, the mu- isn't mucus, near in? The, oh, don't no. get into prepositions I'm right now. I'm the one who's teaching, Rachel. No, you already now, got the have idea you guys, of verbs wrong have you, I didn't say that. Bartek was the one who got all that wrong. And who wants to have a razzle? Have you ever eaten a razzle before? Is that a real candy in America? A razzle? Well, based on my knowledge of growing up in America, I would say that maybe, <laughs> I don't know, I wasn't, I've never gone there. Well, do you have any American friends? Do I... you have any friends? Uh, Rachel, are we friends? <laughs> I didn't realize that the magazine she was reading was Poise Girls. Yeah. I didn't figure that in my brain that Poise existed when she was a little girl. I've only watched this movie once. That's yeah. my history with the movie. I've seen this once before, and that was last night in preparation for today's show. I had, but you've been aware of it for a long time. Right? I had been aware of it because it's the movie with Jennifer Garner in it. Like you know, a few episodes back, we did a movie called The Love Guru, and in that movie, I asked, "What is it that Jessica Alba is known for?" Mm. I said, "What is it that we know? What? Why is Jessica Alba what she is?" And at no point did we say the Fantastic Four. But um, this is one of those movies where it's like, whenever people ask, well, what about Jennifer Garner? What's she from? The TV show Alias, which is J.J. Abrams' TV show where she's a spy lady. And and suddenly 30 or 13 going on 30. That's the things that she's... That's the things that made her. And I'm very... That's what I knew. I knew that this movie was the one that, that... broke her into the world, you know, she was a TV actress, then broke in as a movie actress, and, and Jennifer Garner is one of those mysterious talents in Hollywood where she's very pretty, she is very pretty, but in a normal way, I feel, like, like, she, she comes across to me as a person that exists in the real world, where sometimes there's some Hollywood actresses that are just so beyond attractive that you kind of go, this isn't real, 
but and she seems like a real like a real kind of person like i could live next door to jennifer garner yeah if you say if you say the phrase hollywood actress jennifer you probably think of other yeah like jennifer tilly yeah you know i love jennifer tilly Mm. she's one of my you you remember jennifer tilly Mm. you don't Mm -hmm. you ever watch liar liar Mm-hmm. With Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. she's the client. Mm, don't remember. No, no, she. You don't remember her. It's been many years. Oh my god, she's the most. She's the best part of that other Jim Carrey. She's the best part of that movie. She's... Wait, has she been on the show? Yeah, I, think I remember. So. I remember you having a big rant about loving someone who was in Liar Liar. Or Every... was it a lawyer? Was it a lawyer? It was the lawyer. It was Sweezy Kurtz. That's it, yeah. Now, Jennifer Tilly is also the voice of the bride of Chucky in the Chucky franchise. You know, the Chucky the Killer Doll. Yeah, Child's Play. Yeah, the the, the Chucky franchise. Mm. But yeah, she's the bride. She's the, the one he marries. So she's known for lots of things. Also, she's in the Wachowskis' first movie. Bound, a movie about lesbian crime women. That's that's always my favourite. But this isn't about Bound. This is about Jennifer Garner being a star. And I have to say, Ryan, that my history is the same as yours, except that I hadn't heard of it for years. But what is Rachel's history? I'm curious. Okay, Rachel, lay it on us. What's your history with this movie? So I probably received this movie when I was about 13. My mum returned home with groceries and this movie, which she had bought alongside the groceries from our local IGA. Oh, so the movie must have just come out and it was on Blu-ray, right? And you bought it from the IGA? Well, Blu-ray wouldn't have been out at that stage because I'm too old for that. Um, No, it had been out for a few years because for me to be... The timeline wouldn't work out otherwise. So you didn't rush out to the cinemas? No, no. Was it not playing at your local Cineplex? Well, we didn't have a Cineplex. We had a single screen cinema. So they were just playing this continuously? No, not two years after it came out. But two years earlier. No, I do not remember that. This film's 2004, right? Yeah. Yeah, during the Munez era. Munez was ruling it. I'm surprised Jen Jennifer Garner, when she hits on a 13-year-old in the movie, the 13-year-old wasn't Frankie Munez. That's also one of the best scenes in this movie, other than this scene here in which we learn, and I love this, it's the little touches, we learn that Matt, as a child, is a big fan of the talking heads. And I got a little bit nerdy on you. I was like, hey, if he's got a record... He must have the EP for Burning Down the House, because that's not the first song on that album. But then, uh, the movie says, hold on, Ryan, we've got this. It's a cassette tape. And I love the fact that she removes the cassette tape and gives it to him, and then she puts in her own cassette tape. And it's just like, she was ready to do this from the very beginning. It's a little touches like that. And then later in the movie, Matt, as an adult, is wearing a Talking Heads t-shirt. And if I remember my Talking Heads correctly, I think it's the t-shirt with Burning Down the House on it. That album. So, this movie is very clever. And are we surprised by how clever this movie is, guys? Rachel, you've seen it about 13 times now. Yeah, no, it's it's solid. There's a lot of things that come back in and a lot of things that have a payoff that you weren't fully expecting. 
yeah. like the little touch right now that her scarf is the same material as her eye mask and it's very similar to the dress that she wears later in the film. That is true. She does wear a dress. And the scarf is being used sort of as an eye mask. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So when she wakes up when she's suddenly 30, bam! And look how smart they were. They thought, not only could we cast an actress that really reminds everyone of Jennifer Garner, but have Jennifer Garner's childhood photos be her actual childhood photos. Those are actually photos of Jen Garner. Isn't that, like, amazing? I I think my favourite piece of trivia... Out of all that I learned was that I, I wrote it down because I loved it so much, which was Jennifer Garner had to spend some time with teenagers <laughs> to remember how to act like one. I love that. You love that so much you didn't even have to read wherever you wrote it down from. No, I remembered it like an actor, like mm. Jen would. See, I had to spend some time with that piece of information to remember how to act it out for this podcast. Mm. So, Bartek, were you surprised by this movie, having not really heard anything about it. Look, in to give you a serious answer, I have to just be a bit serious. I'm not very easy to please, so this answer may... Hear that, ladies? This, this, is, this is serious, so I'm not easy to please. And, you know, even when a movie tries very hard, the answer might still be no. So when I was watching this film, I was like, look, I'm not easy to please film, what are you going to do? Um, and then when I finished it, fuck yeah, I was so surprised. I was pleased. It was amazing. Did you feel the love? Yeah. I'm glad that you felt the love. Now, you can't really feel love, you see, Ryan, but I did feel the love. Now, Bartek, although I'd heard about this movie, I had only heard the premise, which was a 13-year-old girl becomes Jennifer Garner, a 30-year-old woman. So not going on 30, but actually becomes 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, But I did not know anything else. I didn't know the rules. When I walked in, I knew nothing but the title. Okay. It could have been anything. So you didn't expect time travel? I I only had the title. Now, I've got to ask you a big question, Bartek, and I feel the answer is going to be no on this one because... Big question, short answer. Big question, short answer. The big short. Um, Have you seen the movie Big? I really want to, but I haven't. Okay. I know the premise of that one. That's... I didn't expect... I expected that from this. I thought Mm. she was going to turn into a 30-year-old woman in the current day. I didn't think it was going to be set in the 80s and she would skip till she was 30 years old in the now, in 2004. I didn't expect that. I thought it was going to be like Tom Hanks and Big or... Same setting. Or like... Stuff like that, like, because there are, these are these kind of movies exist. You got, you so, got, so not quite suddenly, but <laughs> exactly. So you've got a movie like this, suddenly thirty or thirteen, going on thirty. We've got Big, which is the one where Tom Hanks is, uh, you know, he's a young boy wishes he was grown up and big and turns into Tom Hanks. But that happens like in the current day where his best friend is still a kid and all that kind is, of stuff. Is Big a body swap thing or is it? An no, age no, he thing? he he ages. Okay, my... He ages into a 30-year-old man. Okay, I had a misconception then. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's just the idea that he's going to turn into Tom Hanks. And it makes sense because this movie nails it too, like Big did. They cast the right child actor. I believe that this young girl, who's only 11 when she did this, would grow up to be Jennifer Garner. Oh, yeah, she... Didn't didn't you think so? She was really good. She was spot on. I mean, I actually looked at her and went, Jed, is that your kid? 
It could be, you know. Jennifer Garner could have secretly had a kid and just went, you play the young version of me. But I thought it was going to be, like, big. But there's other movies in this genre and different variants. I mean, you have something like Big, which is iconic. You have something in a different vein but similar area, which is Freaky Friday. That's a body swap movie, but it's basically young girl in the grown-up body having to experience grown-up things, but they're young girls still. Like, And then, you know, the opposite with the older woman's in the young girl's body, you know, Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis, or the original, and then... I tried looking this film up on uh, Netflix. It wasn't there, but one of the recommended things was it's a boy-girl thing, which I think's a body swap thing as well. Oh, what was it? I, th- I remember it called it's a boy-girl thing? Yeah, I think it's a guy and a girl swap bodies. Ooh, that would be gross. I, I remember seeing a trailer for it in Poland, like, ages ago. Yes, and of course the other one would be the one that asks the question... Matthew Perry or Chandler from Friends is is he going to be the grown-up version of Zac Efron? Let's see where the movie is just basically Matt Perry is sick of his life and he wishes he was 16 again and that's the name of the movie, right? 17. 17 again. Fuck. Numbers are hard, yeah. This one has 13 and 30. There's a Freaky Friday. And that one has a 17. I love... Have We haven't got up to the timeline yet in which Zac Efron's the age that Matt Perry's character was in that movie. But I can't wait till we do to just see how much he doesn't look like Matthew Perry. Because that movie asked the question... Is he going to grow up to be Matthew Perry? High School High? high, No, High School High. High School Musical? High School High is a different movie altogether. But um, yeah, I expected Big but with Jennifer Garner. And many people have criticised this movie for basically being big, but with Jennifer Garner. And I think that's that's unfair, because in Big, he gets to fuck someone as an adult. And that's one of the big moral quandaries that that movie leaves you with. <laughs> because he falls in love with an adult woman who he has sex with, and then he turns back into a kid, and she freaks the fuck out about that. And she's like, oh my god, what have I done? But I'm still in love with him because I knew him as an adult. This movie doesn't fuck around with that, because you know why? This movie says she skipped into the future in which she's lived the bad timeline in which she was a snobby bitch, but she falls in love with her childhood sweetheart friend. But it's okay because they don't have sex because he's engaged to they, someone else. But they do the... The, the kiss kiss. Ryan, I was going to spell it, but you actually uh, said you, it. Uh, you, you studied it, so it sounded like they were going to do the KKK. I'm like, <laughs> oh no, no, the Ku Klux Klan. My favourite verb. <laughs> they're doing the Ku Klux Klaning. Sounds like a dance. They're doing the... And the yeah, where they burn down the cross. Yeah, and it really works with the Madonna songs as well, because Madonna has a few, like, Christ imagery songs in her catalogue. I thought you were going to say White Power. She is white and has power, so <gasps> you've got it there. And she is a Madonna, so there you go. Uh, here we go. Here's um, Judy Greer, everybody. We all know Judy Greer. She's um, she's Lucy in this film. and Or Tom Tom, growing up Tom Tom who was the head of the six chicks. Now, Rachel, mm-hmm. was this your favourite movie when you were a teenager? For a number of years, yes, it was. What was it about this film that made it so high on the list of appreciation? The romance got me. I bought into it, felt just lovely warm and fuzzy movie to be wrapped up in and to 
have on in the background or is it just a comforting movie to watch oh so you were comforted by it now what about the comedy did that rug you up too did you did you have any favorite particular lol moments when you were 13 and are they different to your lol moments as a 25 year old i remember the cringe moments more than the LOL moments. Is Has your cringe moments changed? No, they were exactly the same. So Rachel felt very awkward in this movie at points because this movie does evoke that humour sometimes. I had one cringe moment, so I'm curious. So the same, I had but... no cringe moments. But, but it was like effective cringe. It wasn't like, oh, oh, why did they do this? I could No, that's the thing, guys. When we say this, this is on purpose. This isn't like... Oh, like, you're watching something like, you know, The Room, in which it has something cringy, but that's not on purpose. Or like a bad comedy YouTube video. Exactly. We can say their names. Smosh. So, you know, something like that. You're like, how dare you say Smosh? No, I just, when I was younger, I remember liking it, but I haven't watched them recently. Exactly. Go back, buddy. Go back. The yellow brick road is stained with blood when you go back. But, um... Mm. This is on purpose cringe. Now, I didn't cringe because I, 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 I knew that the movie wanted me to, but I didn't find anything cringeworthy in itself. So I'm very curious to hear what your cringe moments were, guys, because I saw Rachel's one. She was covering her eyes, and I went, Rachel, take your hands off your eyes. You've got to watch this. <laughs> so, Barzik, let's hear from you, because you had one, and that's that's yeah. leading up to her, like, two or three that she had. Well, my only one was... um. Right towards the end of the childhood section, when she was like, you know, kind of turning on Maddie, and it's like, oh, this is what you're doing, huh? I can see where this is going. And you're that's, like, that's all it was. Okay. And it wasn't like a, oh, film, you're messing this up. This is like, a, okay, this is what you're doing. And, you I'm know. I'm disappointed in you. And well, I'm not disappointed in it. It was just like, this is what you are going to be basing the rest of the yeah. film on. Like, let's see how you, what you do there. Mm. It was like a good thing. Okay, Rachel, you're going to tell them? The main one where I was covering my eyes was when, as a 30-year-old woman, she hits on a 12-year-old. Boy. That was pretty good. the funniest part. Yeah, but Rachel was like, oh my god, this part! I can't stand it. That, and you also cringed and closed your eyes when uh, the Tom-Tom... When Tom-Tom... When Tom-Tom's leaving, because it... As a young girl uh, in the childhood phase. It gets me, and I'm like, no, I don't want to see this. Now, Rachel doesn't want to tell us her third one, because she forgot, but I was there. Rachel kind of hinted at it. She loves romance in this movie. She she did a little bit of the uh, close the eyes, put a hand over when she knocks on the door and it's the fiance oh, yeah. of Mark Ruffalo at the door being like, he's out getting his tux. And Rachel's like, oh God, no. It's like, because oh yeah, they're getting married that's a, tomorrow. See, that's a different type of cringe, Bartek. That's a, oh no, the romance isn't going smoothly cringe. Ugh. Well, we're talking about like social faux pas and awkwardness and yeah, I can't, teenage I can't. whimsy. Well, we don't understand that because, you know, we aren't Jen Garner. We're Mark Ruffalo. You and I, we're both a Mark Ruffalo and, and Rachel's the Jennifer Garner. We're both engaged. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'm not gay. We're, I'm not gay. We're not to each other. No, that doesn't work because we're both Mark Ruffalo. If we were but both he was, engaged to but, each other, you would be the fiance no, and I'd be but, Mark Ruffalo. But there's a part later in the film oh. where Gollum says... <laughs> Did you call him Gollum? Uh, yeah. Well, 
golem. Well, I haven't seen it, but I don't care. Yeah, but <laughs> a, a golem and a golem are very different things. Look, Ryan. I'm just saying it. Like, to there's going to be some Jewish listeners here who's just like, did he just call him a golem? It's a golem. Don't, no, no. don't confuse it's a he. It's a name in that instance. It's referring to a thing or a mythical creature the other way. Yes. Yeah, you wouldn't call a golem a golem. No. No. What is this, Pokemon? Gotta catch them all. Gotta golem all. Golem's <laughs> a Pokemon. Is it? Yeah. Geodude evolves Graveler, evolves into Golem. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> I promise. Okay, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> Fact check that. <laughs> Fact check it, Pokemon expert. Spartak knows. He knows in the seventh episode he caught a crab no, Pokemon. No, no, no. The, po- the crab was the seventh Pokemon he caught. Oh, you oh, you made it sound like the last time we talked about this, he was like, in the seventh episode, he no, caught no, a crab no. Pokemon. It was the seventh Pokemon he caught, not the seventh episode of Pokemon. Was uh, when it was okay, so in this movie, I did not cringe, but I did laugh. I laughed. And I had my biggest LOL moment, personally, came from Andy Serkis. He was my favourite character as Richard, the um, editor-in-chief of Poise Magazine. It's always very funny remembering that Andy Serkis is a human. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, when you see him as a human, and you're like, oh, and he's British too. You're like, oh, oh, a lot of things. Oh, he's so British in this. Like very British sensibilities about him while also being quite Americanized. So it makes it really odd when he decides to do certain things or say certain things because it's like, no, a British person would be too polite to not, do that. Not when they're flamboyantly gay like how he is. He yeah, doesn't give a fuck. But now, you were was... surprised that he turned out to be gay. I was genuinely surprised that he turned out to be gay because um he wasn't playing it too flamboyantly gay for this type of character. When you hear... Oh, I'm a guy who's the fashion editor guy in a chick flick. You gotta expect him to turn out like something from Will and Grace, or even something like, uh, you know, uh, Confessions of Shopaholic, or something like that, where they have an overtly flamboyant. He came across as he did. He's very flamboyant. Don't get me wrong, but he's flamboyant in a British way as well. Where I was just like, if they didn't have this line later, in which he said he was gay or implied that he was gay. Or laughed, yeah. Yes, but like, you know, but he he does mention, you know, it's like, is he gay? That he's not asking that because he's not gay. But like, if he didn't do that, I wouldn't have walked away from this film in my notes saying, Andy Serkis, gay, with exclamation marks. I wouldn't have had that. I would have just went, okay, he was just, um, he was just flamboyant, you know, or whatever. It's like kind of like... His character, I didn't think about his sexuality when watching it. I didn't think, oh, will he fall in love with Jennifer Garner? I didn't think that at any point. I thought he was just... You weren't a... thinking about the romance. He was funny. He was the best part of the movie for me. Uh, Andy Serkis. It's always fun to see him when he's a human. It's very rare. I like him when he's playing like a, a Smeagol or a Gollum or... Or a fucking monkey, uh, Caesar in Planet of the Apes, but it's always interesting to see Andy Serkis appear as a human. Now, now there's some Rome. Ah, there you go. So, um, what about you guys? Did you did you have a favorite character, Bartek? I quite liked Matt. I knew you would. 
Oh, I and guess I'm so predictable. You are. I mean, to be fair, I knew you'd like Andy Serkis. I'm yeah. like, this is textbook Ryan favorite character. <laughs> and then and my twist, then wouldn't it be a real twist that it wouldn't be? It would be someone, it would be like, no, it's actually Jennifer Garner. It was actually the secretary. Oh my god, don't get me started on her. <laughs> she reminds me of the fucking maid, the, the, the fucking maid and, and babysitter in the, the parent trap. Chessie? Yeah, there was someone. It's been a oh, yeah. it's been a while since we saw a that. year. Yeah, Chessie, not Jesse. Chessie. Yeah, the na- yes, that's right. Yes, I remember because <laughs> the dad has an interaction. Like, oh, I remember you. I just want to point out that in this scene here, I I paused it last night because uh, she asked, "Are your photos going well?" And he points at the poster for Blue Velvet, the David Lynch <laughs> movie, and says. It pays the bills. And I paused the movie. I paused it right there. And I turned to Rachel and went, Is he trying to indicate that he did the poster to Blue Velvet? Because that movie, I do believe, came out before they time traveled. He had a camera when he was a kid, Ryan. <laughs> I think that movie came what out the- in the very late 80s, if if that, early 90s. But, like, this, yeah. I- His fiance is just like, he can take bottle, uh, bottle photos of bottles of pharmacy pills anywhere which is what's in like the background ah, but you like the ruffalo yes it's a rough is this your first time seeing him outside of a superhero movie i feel like there was one other thing i'd seen him in but this is definitely look when i saw like the cast listing there were a lot of names there that was like i know these names but i can't really put my you know, faces, faces to, to the names, yeah. And then, like, I went to, you know, Wikipedia, and I, like, scrolled the cursor over his name, and it showed me his photo. I'm like, he looks familiar. It's... Obviously, he's the Hulk in yeah, the Avengers well, When series. I read that, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess he was, yeah. He is. Still is. I've only seen the film, like, once, and it was forever ago. You've only seen the one with him in it? Because he's in a few of the Marvel movies now. You saw Infinity War, didn't you? No. No, he didn't bother with that. No, Bartek's too hip. Black Panther, and the... that was your Marvel movie for the year. Was... Oh, for the year? For like the for like the three years, yeah. Yeah, but that's Circus it. was in that. that. That's it. You're done with it. You're like, that's I mean, it. I mean, I saw Black Panther oh because God, I had a free I didn't ticket. even connect that, that Andy Circus is in the Marvel Universe. Oh my God, that's right. Who else in this movie is in the Marvel Universe? Uh, probably no one. Maybe Judy Greer. I don't know. Judy Greer as Nick Fury's mum. Hey, hey, we don't know what happened to Becky. Or any of those random girls at the sleepover. Yeah, all those random girls. Oh, well, Brie Larson. Oh, oh she's, yeah. she's in the new Marvel movies as we Captain Marvel. We've already got this. Holy fuck, we could make an Avengers movie out of this movie's cast. Brilliant. And you know what? It could be called Suddenly Avengers. Well, that's the Australian version. The Australian version, but the other one would be called 13 Going on Kill Thanos. But um, I would watch that movie. But yeah, Mark Ruffalo, you've not really seen much of him. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's a very diverse actor. I mean, he was in the movie Collateral, the one where Tom Cruise... And Jamie Foxx uh, driving around all night. And Jamie Foxx is like, I'm just a humble taxi driver. And Tom Cruise is like, I'm a spy hitman type. And you're just like, oh, crazy hijinks ensue. But the fun fact, I bring this up to you because I only knew Mark Ruffalo from the superhero era of things. I, I look back at his career and I have seen him in a few other things. He's in the Now You See Me movies as well. The ones about Jesse Eisenberg as a magician. Mm-hmm. And But the thing is, you know, Rachel said this to me, and I, I honestly didn't believe it until I saw this movie, which was, 
For a very long period of time, for most of his career, he was a romantic leading man. That's what he did. He's changed that now. But he did romantic leading men roles. And I just looked at him. I look at him and I go, him? You know, he's not a conventionally attractive guy for the Hollywood mold. He's not Matthew McConaughey. But Mm. once I watched this movie, fuck, I wanted to marry him. Yeah. Didn't you? Wasn't he sweetheart? He was. He just melts your heart. Like, he's just so sweet and polite, but without being sappy about it. Mm. He's He's not dripping with this insincere nature of just oh he's like i'm in a romantic movie uh, bring on the the sappiness yeah, it's like in, he's oh it's just so i want to marry like, him yeah and it's like in a minute from now he's going to be doing the walk away thing it's like hey manny arrivederci and he's like ah oh, yeah, yeah with his hands in his pocket i mean look at him we could make fun of how he's acting right now he's doing the typical guy in romantic comedy leaning on things with his hands in his pockets and like looking nervously all the time but it's like he's in an awkward spot, but he's like being positive about it. He, yeah, and I think it's also I think it is his his physical look as well. He he has a he has a kind face. You just go, man, what a kind guy. And he's Mark Ruffalo is an interesting guy in real life too. He's like a big activist. Mm-hmm. Like there's pictures of him. Like he's against fracking and stuff, and people made jokes about that. Like there's pictures of him on a skateboard, looking very apathetic. It's like oh, Mark Ruffalo to like a fracking site. He skateboards his way there because he doesn't want to cause any ozone emissions. <laughs> but um, he's cool. Did you know he was going to be in the movie Signs? You know the M Night Shyamalan movie Signs with Mel Gibson, the one where it's about aliens and the crops and the crops. Yeah, yeah. He was going to be in that movie, but he didn't do it because he got a brain tumor. It's not good. A, a life threatening brain tumor so he couldn't do the movie so river phoenix did the movie and then his brain tumor got fixed and then he's like i'm gonna change my career and then since then he's just been fucking hitting home runs for the most part like doing cop movies dramas superhero movies he's kind of moved away from the romantic leading man but you know what if he wanted to do it again i reckon he would be welcomed because he is just so fucking sweet in this movie rachel yeah, enough guy opinions about this. Were you in love with Ruffalo when you were a teenage man. girl? I love him yes. so much. Yes, yes, I was. Did you want some of that Ruffalo? No, not really, because I I was of the opinion that Matt Matt belonged with Jenna, <laughs> and I so I noble. I couldn't interfere with that because they were meant to be together. But I wanted a guy like Matt, but Matt really and like. They are soulmates, so couldn't step in on that action. Well, that's a very fan thing, like having an OTP. It's like, I don't want to date them, but I love these two people together. They belong (laughs) together. And so much happens. So much happens. So much happens to help that be the true thing. Rachel's tearing up right now, thinking about their, their marriage. They could have kids by now. You know, by the time that... Maybe their couch finally got moved into the house as well. Holy crap, we if we really want to, they could make a sequel to this about their 13-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, oh, and Chris... Who, who wants to turn into Chris a 30-year-old? Chris Crady lives next door because he knocked up a stripper. And, oh, and it's the, the movie. Same, it's the same story. No, he knocked up Tom Tom. 
Duh. Oh, she she is afraid of Jenna being pregnant at the start. See, this is the sequel. We it's like, don't it. scare me like that because she actually is already pregnant with Chris Crady's kid. Because I, I, I love Rachel. But she doesn't. The she doesn't. She doesn't know yet. She doesn't know yet because when Jenna got wasted the night before, she got picked up in a cab, and it was Chris Crady, and they went upstairs together and had sex, and she's now like. Not even actually pregnant yet. The, the sperm is inside, ready to meet the egg and ready to make Chris Crady's baby. That's it is Christmas movie too. <laughs> Imagine that. Th- that was Rachel's fan. They reunited fanfic. at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's Rachel's or it, fanfic. Or it's a, like Saving Christmas style story where they're both going. Where home. Kirk Cameron's there trying to teach them about how they're wrong about being atheists, and they're like, "You're right." You got it, Rachel. I was having such a good time, I forgot that I had quiz questions. <laughs> now, Bartek, I'm glad that you do have Why quiz questions. Why did she quiz- throw the shrimp? Well, Rachel, what? I, that's what? one of the quiz the questions shrimp? i got to ask Bartek. i got, I got my own quiz questions, which is I'm asking you a quiz question. Bartek, when you were a 13-year-old, did you just throw your food behind you willy-nilly and not look? She's a step away. From I'm asking the- Bartek a no, quiz question, Rachel. She's a step away from being the guy in train spotting. She like I honestly Which thought guy in train spotting. The, the one who drops the glass over there. You mean Begbie? Yeah, Begbie. Yeah, Jennifer Gunn is one step away from being Begbie from train spotting. <laughs> in that one particular scene. You're right. So Bartek, thirteen year old you, you just fucking throw food behind you? Look, Ryan, I know that her birthday is really late in May and mine is too, but I wasn't born in the 80s. Ah. Well, she would, probably would have born 70s. 70s, I wasn't born, you were, you're I wasn't wrong, born in yeah. either one. She would have been born in... The 80s. No, she, 70s. She, she would have been, been born, born like in... like 74. Oh, 74, yeah, because it's 1987, yeah. May 26, yeah. I want to say. I'm May 30. So she's just a little bit older than you in days, not... Yes. So yeah, what's a quiz 20s. that you've got us? Um, are any of these relevant now? Yes, there is one that's relevant. Wait, did you just say... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. What do you think I said? No, 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 no. I, I, I forgot the maths on things. Yes, go on. No, one plus one is... <laughs> Fuck um, you. <laughs> so quiz I'll, me, baby. I'll tell you later. Quiz uh, me up my quiz hole. Oh, yeah, all, all three of these have already happened, so I can I can give you all well, of them Well, Rachel's anytime. a teacher, so she'll know the answers, and she grew up with this movie. So hit me, hit me in the quiz hole. When Jenna was 13 years old, what did she want to be? Oh, did okay. she want to be a six chick? She did. An honor student? <laughs> yeah. A cheerleader? Achoo. Or a boy? A boy, a boy, a boy! Oh boy, what's your answer? Uh, six chick. Yeah, that's right. You nailed it. Yeah, you did. Second one? Nailed me. Nailed me. Oh, okay. I, f- I did eight quizzes and I picked three questions that I liked. Great. There were a lot of quizzes. Oh, I imagine so. This movie is felt- one of the ones that I'm imagining people listening to this will go, wait, you're doing this as an unappreciated masterpiece? Why? I'll tell you why. 6.1 on IMDb? What the fuck? Yeah, you might love the film, but ask the person next to you if they love it. And I don't know what Roger Ebert thought about this, but I imagine he had an opinion and it was he negative. Did, yes, yeah, he did. He was like, I was not like that when I was 30 years old, nor was it like when I was 13. When I was 13, I already had glasses and grey hair. Blah, I was blah, blah, already blah, blah, a boy. 
He gave it two out of four. Uh, oh, he didn't seem to mind it too much. Yeah. He was like, when I was 13 years old, I was Andy Circus's character. I but read look, I Ryan, read Poise magazine already. Why did she have to wait till she was 30 years old? Oh, boy. Did you read Poise Girls? He read Poise Boys. <laughs> That's a better title. Yeah. It is such a gay magazine. <laughs> what are you reading? Poise Boys. <laughs> And when you say it, you're like, what are you reading? Boys, boys? You hear that thumping rave music that they play at gay clubs? Boys, boys. Boys, boys, boys. Well, boys, boys. Dush, 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 dush. Go on. The next question is... Is Boys, boys a magazine? <laughs> if so, have you read it? Dush, dush, dush. Yes or no? Yes, of course I have. Mm. The answer's no. So oh, okay. <clears throat> the next question is, what made Jenna turn time forward and turn 30? Okay. Was it the wishing dust got poured on her head? Yes. She found a time machine. Could be. She never turned 30. <laughs> yeah. Or existentially, what is time? Or the most relevant plot reason, the movie just skipped to when she turned 30. Um, None of those are technically correct. Well, the wishing powder one's it, no, correct. No, it doesn't it? get dumped on her head. Well, it kind of does. She knocks it. And it dumped but on her no, head. No, but dumping on it, it suggests that Matt did the action that he did over the house straight onto her head. To be fair, the word, was, the word was poured on her head. Yeah. Rachel. It doesn't <laughs> Pedantics. Get, it doesn't. It gently wafts. Are you arguing with this user-generated quiz? Yes. Yes, I am. So the answer is... <laughs> the answer was the wishing dust got poured oh, Oh, not because because the movie wanted yeah, a time jump. It didn't. It neither skipped nor did it not have a turn thirty, or found or find a time machine. Fair enough. Um, Bartek's favorite song is playing right now. Thriller. Bartek's a big MJ fan. I do like Michael Jackson. Thriller's not like my favorite, but what's your favorite? That's a hard one to answer. There's a lot of good ones. Um, Thriller's gonna be up there. I mean, it's got Vincent Price doing the narration at the beginning, well, and isn't and... that? And isn't it the beginning as well? No, the beginning is just like sound effects. Oh, I'm not a, a Michael Jackson fan, like if you could tell. Creaky and wind and door opening. Yeah, and then, I don't and like then it opens with the dialogue once they finally get out of the theatre. See, the opening. That's that's what I mean. It's got him at the beginning. No. No, at the end. No, at the end. It's just at the end that they have really? that narration. I promise. Yeah, and it's just... The, okay. the song literally starts where it starts normally. Yeah. Nah. You yeah, hear the full uh, thing. Yeah, you hear the full nah. thing and then there's the like full cu- intro and then, like, it cuts in out a in film like, clip. It cuts out in, like, the middle of his dialogue at the yeah. end. Yeah. I promise. I don't believe... I'll ask Vincent himself. Vincent, what? where does... Was that your fucking Vincent Price impression? I like that the DJ just abandons yeah. his job That's to Vincent jump Price. in. But... Yeah, he just has one word. That's Vincent Price. I love Vincent Price's <laughs> voice. He's just got a, such a... It's so dripping with class and flamboyancy and Is creepiness. it better than Stu oh, Pickles' we, we should also give oh, some definitely. credit to Andy Circus's dance moves Yes, right it's now. one of the trivia questions. Did Andy Circus learn to moonwalk for this movie or did he already know how? No, actually all the quiz questions are about the childhood section. Oh, give me another childhood one. It's the last one. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. You like it. What happened at Jenna's 13th birthday party? Did the popular kids wanted to play Seven Minutes in Heaven? I did. Did the popular kids wanted to play Spin the Bottle? Uh... Did the popular kids wanted to pair off into couples and make out? Could be. Or did the popular... number. 
Maybe. They, had, they, they had six well, chicks. They, they had they have, the, they have the original six chicks plus Jenna, and then they only had four boys. So you does get, that include you, Matt? Yeah, he left the room at the time. Though. Yeah, he he, he was, came back. He was yeah. off getting his Cassia when they decided to play. One I'm, of those games. I'm sure that at the time, Jenna's. <laughs> well, I'm sure. Like I, like you guys I just missed th- the best gag there. You just missed. I didn't even notice us last night. There was a kid with one of those bubble wand yeah. things. Yeah. Just doing a huge one, and just a bunch of children ran into the bubble, not giving a fuck, and he just sighed, and just the kid just sighed and went. Ah. Like that, just you see the wand go down. Like, oh, those little shits. I didn't see the sighing. Oh, that was. See, that's I what we call that, mise en scene. Mise en scene. Before they ran no, into no, it, they ran directly into the bubble. Those little like... shits. So, is it a bubble-related question? Where were we? We were talking about. Them. I fucking gave you three of the four answers. How Give me the fourth that? answer. Is it the bubble-related answer? No. Okay. The fourth option is the popular kids wanted to tie Jenna up and take turns throwing candy at her. <laughs> what kind of candy? I don't know. Probably would have well, been funnier if I said it what earlier. What food did they steal from her? Oh, yeah, because they took food as well. I yeah. love that. What little dicks. Um, Bartek, you're a man expert. Do you find this man oh, that, that, no, that Judy, that Judy Greer out. suggests that they should... Hit on attractive because I didn't. Well, I'm not attracted to men, but yeah. But look at this guy. Look at this guy. The one that in the background. They're like, yeah, him. No. I just wonder, what the fuck? Him? No. He's the attractive guy that they could get. That guy is the attractive guy that they could find for the movie. Rachel's curling up already because I'm she's realizing that. Ra- Rachel, is it because you're realizing that the person across from him was eating nothing but avocados? It's this green mush on the plate, and I'm assuming it's avocados and lettuce. Just yeah, lettuce. It's lettuce. Maybe left it's guacamole. Behind. Guacamole. The other person is apparently. What does guacamole contain? Burger. It's based on avocado. But there you go. It's no. I really wanted Bartek to answer, mm. and him just say guac. <laughs> no moly. Guac. <laughs> you and I same page. Rachel, the scene's over now. She successfully hit on a 12-year-old boy who was into it. That yeah, was, he was up for it. You know I, what? I, I would think, be up for it, too, if I was him. Like, even the funny thing aside, I think that that scene was masterfully shot. Because mm. when when she's first mm. told that someone's, you know, looking the at her... The blocking is amazing. I'm, I'm more thinking the framing, but yeah. Um, Cinematography? Blocking, too, but yeah. The thing is, you know, she's told someone's looking at her, and the frame, you can't see the kid. Yeah. So so and that's not the that's not the genius part. When she's walking towards the guy, the frame actually shows the kid. But yeah. when I was watching the film, I was still looking at the guy because I was like, well, this is the important part. So when she walked past him, I was like, wait, what? And then I turned to the left and I saw who she was going to. And that's when I had my laugh out loud moment. Your LOL moment? Literally. I laughed throughout this film at a lot of things. That was the one where I was like laughing really loudly. I mean, it was so loud that Barsak lives in a completely different suburb to me and all I could hear was in the wind, I could hear distant echoes of Bartek saying, LOL, LOL, because it was just so funny that he couldn't even, he laughed so hard that he could no longer laugh and all he could say was just LOL. Mm. He was just laughing so Sometimes hard. ruffle. Sometimes, uh, ru- no, you're not the kind of, you're Bartek. You're not the type of guy to call it lol and ruffle. You're an LOL type of dude and an R-O-F-L-O, whatever. Yeah, I think there was only one time where I got close to a ruffle. Only... I was in a cinema, though. 
ruffle yet somehow still typing. I yeah. was I was on a seat that was right near the wall and I was banging it with my fist laughing. Rachel, her complexion right now is is she she, she looks like she's about to cry because she's noticing this awkward love triangle esque situation going in which there's a there's a hockey player and a fiance yeah, who clearly should be together. This movie's really about them, about the hockey player guy and well, and her, yeah, how they should be together. Maybe in the fixed timeline, that's the case. <laughs> Maybe you know, because this movie, yep, I wonder time if she's travel. Still a weather woman. No, she was a news anchor who covers the weather. Yeah, she made a big deal about she's that. She was a news anchor. No, that news does the news person. Ugh. Yeah, he was like, yeah, she's a news woman. She's so annoying, and she. Is barely a character. She's great. She's my hero. Wouldn't you want to grow up to be her? She's a strong, independent woman who believes Mark Ruffalo wouldn't cheat on her. And also, going into getting married, you still haven't decided where you're going to live, who's going to move where, or what they're going to do for a job. Do you, do you think they know it's that like they're going to have kids? It's like three weeks before their wedding, Two. and they Ryan, have none of their future Okay, okay Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Do yeah. they know if they want kids or not? I would assume not. They don't want kids. No, I would assume <laughs> that they haven't discussed it. So I think secretly she just assumes that he would be down for it. And he's just like, no, the ecological impact of children isn't worth it. And, yeah. Um, I don't want to foster or adopt because they'll probably kill me. I don't want to. I don't want to beauty shame people in this, but I really believe that I'm this. Ready for it. The, the the casting directors of this movie had like one note in their in their book, which was no conventionally attractive men. Yeah, because this guy's not hot. Like he takes he, his shirt off he and he realistically fit. looks like a whole Ho- hockey, hockey player. player. But like he's not like Justin Timberlake in the Love Guru. Yeah, where he's but hot, like, but they make him look goofy. But he's teed up the Ice Ice Baby song well, for his trip. Striptease. Well, of course he did, because he, he he's an ice hockey player. But like this movie, like he's not a conventionally attractive guy in the necessary sense. Like he's got a he's, oh, he's he cannot fit. dance for shit though. Wait, that's the joke, Rachel. It's a joke. Uh, but he's not fit. Yeah, beyond he belief. Actually. Like he's he's fairly fit. You know, like he's not like he's wearing whitey tidy. He's wearing. not he's not got a six pack going on properly. He's got he's got some definition. But look, he's just a dude. Yeah. Do you think that the cast? Average. I think the casting director's like we can't have anyone that's more attractive than Mark Ruffalo for guys, and they're like, fuck, dude, that's lowering the bar real fucking low because he's not like they Brad Pitt old and gross and yellow he's wearing <laughs> dirty underwear and he's gonna be very prominent after this point right well yeah because he phones her up at the office <laughs> you know I like one of the fun facts is one of the people who phones her up at the office being like put that little bitch on the phone <laughs> yeah voiced by Mark Ruffalo and I noticed even before reading the trivia I went hey is that Mark Ruffalo calling her then I look up the trivia. It's Mark Ruffalo. I'm like, yeah. why? Again, I don't think they could cast attractive people even voice-wise. So, so they needed to have Mark Ruffalo. How do you think Becky did with her fractions test? Oh, I think she nailed it. You think Jenna, Jenna helped her out? Oh, of course. Because Jenna... What is this? I asked this is Ra- them pitching headlines no, no, but like this, articles. This fucking thing she's eating. It's a roll-up of some sort. A fruit roll-up. Yeah. Bartek, did you ever eat fruit roll-ups? And did you put them on your finger like that? And oh, is that I, a girl thing, maybe? I did after watching this movie. <laughs> That's valid. <laughs> yeah. 
of course. <laughs> After I saw this movie, I started to become Andy Circus. <laughs> yeah, like it just, it just, it just happens to. That, that is why you wear ties. Has it even been twenty four hours? What? Has it even been twenty four hours? That is why you wear ties. I like how he goes. Is that, is that, <laughs> has it even been twenty four hours? Like you need a twenty four hour delay to become Andy no, Circus. No, twenty four hours since you've seen the film. No, it's it was less. instantaneous. Exactly. So I'm becoming cool. him. Like it's what you guys because we're not a podcast and you don't get You're visual represent. You're not going to listen, are you? Just let me no, get it through. No. You guys aren't seeing me, but what you don't know is I'm in a full motion capture bodysuit right now and I'm being CGI'd into the podcast. That's mm. what's happening. Now Rachel, you're a girl and, and I'm in black and white. And uh, okay, why are you in black and white? Cuz I can. Oh, yeah, yeah, because when Bartek saw this movie, he saw that one scene of her watching From Here to Eternity, which is in black and white, and now he's in black and white. No, it's just like you're doing a visual gag for a podcast, so I'm doing one. No gags! See, she's she's pulled it off her finger, and she's not going to even eat the rest of it. Well, she's being told that she should go choke on a pantsuit. No, she's just dying in the pantsuit. In a casual pantsuit as well. Yeah. I hope you choke on, on your, your own, own bile. bile, and that's why she's not going to eat it now, because bile comes from, from the foods. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. A, a quiz question? No, I'm done with those. Oh, okay. Then you... quiz me, babe. So, you and Rachel are together, right? Sure. Well, we're, we're all together currently. <laughs> Do I get any benefits for that? Yeah, the benefit of our company. Maybe an answer to whether you're my friend or not. We'll get it later. Yeah. <laughs> my last name is Friend. So I- I'll, make it a, I'll make it a Twitter poll question. <laughs> is Rachel Bartek's friend yay or nay? Keep in mind that in, uh, what was it? What was the last one? Man of the House, she called me a freak. <laughs> <laughs> is Bartek a freak? Yes. And Can no Bartek other... hold a grudge? <laughs> <laughs> no, I found it really funny. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's true. And I listened to the episode a few weeks ago, so, you know, it's... <laughs> um, so, Bartek, you're going to ask the question about benefits? Yeah, we're a couple. No, what, no, th- that, was a, that was a tangent question. What do you want? What do you want to know? It's for Rachel. Yeah. So, how's Ryan's striptease game compared to this one? Yeah. <laughs> do I wear yellow underwear? Better Not... song choice? Do I do a good song choice? Some people might say the sound of silence isn't much of a sound. No, but it's just been a long time since you've done a strip tease. I don't do them. That's that's the real plot yeah, twist. Yeah, but the one that you did do, it was a, like you owe me one for. Oh yeah, yeah. and then whatever. and then and then my but my one was a you joke. You did not use Ice Ice Baby. I did not use a song either. I just no. went. Hey Rachel, and then threw my shirt, and then just went bam, and then that was it. That's all you need, because I'm very lazy. I saw the gag reel for this film, and one of them was uh, yeah. One one of them was for that scene. He like turned around and shook her his ass in her face. Well, not in her face. It was distance away, but right in her face. It was still the same distance away, but she like laughed at that. She could smell the poo poo. She oh could see skin marks because that would go with the rest Sorry, of his you said fucking underwear. And Rachel picked up a toilet paper roll. <laughs> Rachel needs to do a poo poo, guys. <laughs> Listen to her go. <laughs> I'm kidding. Rachel's poops are like missiles hitting the bowl. You can just hear the explosion of the water. It's just violent, violent. One of the other gags in the gag reel was um, it was in the scene 
later on in the film where the two of them, Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Gardner, are in... Jennifer Garner? I, like, lightly put a D there. I can, I'll, I'll accept you, Colin. <laughs> you know what? You, you know what's great, though? Hmm. Not the first time. It is the third time. <laughs> Every episode that she's appeared in thus far, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've I called can... her Jennifer Gardner. I can believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on, Jennifer Gardner. Yes. Um, Jennifer, not good at gardening, and Mark, not very Ruffalo. He's um, very soft to low. He's so yeah. pretty. Okay. Yeah, they're so they're in pretty. they're in he's that in a nice shirt. He is. Yeah. He's being cute. She's in an ugly sweater and pajamas. Are they pajamas? They look like. I think that's just 2000s. early. That's just early two thousand fashion. Yeah. Go on. So after they the. They look like pajama pants because they have the little satin ribbon on them. Okay, Women wear those, Rachel. Just because you don't, Jesus. What about Jesus? Um, well, he was considered to be um, a holy man. Mm-hmm. By the Jews? Well, they do consider him a holy man. That's not the, 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 the son of God. Is a prophet on its own a holy man? Uh, uh, I, I believe so. Oh, yes, but I don't think they consider him the prophet. Hmm. There you go. Nor do the Muslims. They're like, no, that's, that, goes, that goes to someone else, baby. And Jesus is like, all right, I didn't want to say his name, you know, because... Because you know you could get you know you 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 know I didn't want to Im- imply that I was going to make a reference to the fact that Jesus and Muhammad were going to have a fist fight over who's the real prophet and there's just Buddha in the background. Reference. They're friends in South Park. In that when when They're super best friends when Muhammad isn't blacked out. <laughs> well, there was one episode where he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, the gag reel when they're in the dark room after the montage of them taking a bunch of photos and they were talking about razzles, like you know you know what I'm in the mood for. It's like oh yeah. And Mark Raffle said, I want a razzle. And it sounded like I want a rousal. Oh, and then they all laughed. Yes. And then she gave him a rousal. And then Jennifer Garner said something along the lines of like, we're going to do a lot of takes of this, aren't we? Oh, yeah, because you know, what you didn't know was that was the 20th take of it, and Mark Ruffalo is just like, I can't speak words, I had a brain tumor. And they're like, whoopsie! I, I remember there was also one bit in the gag reel where... Um, Judy Greer said a line a little too like mono- monotonous, monotone, monotonously, and ah. then she just rolled with it and said the rest of her lines in the same monotone, and everyone laughed. Great. And as we read in the trivia, Ryan, Judy Greer was comedy expert on set. They're like, "Is this funny, Judy?" And she's just like, "I was in Jawbreaker. I know what's funny." And I agree. Jawbreaker is a funny movie. That movie asks the question: Can Rose McGowan get away with murder? The answer is no. She can't. She's sucking on a, like, jawbreaker or something? Uh, They kill their friend accidentally by shoving a jawbreaker in their mouth. Mm. It's a whole movie. It's it's great. It's actually a really good movie. I don't know why people... That's not a pretend masterpiece. That's, like, got similar rating to this movie when I think it should be much higher. Um, Bartek... Did you did you did you did you have any idea where the story was going to go at this point? You know, this is the low point of the movie. Well, much like how I mentioned earlier that, okay, I could kind of see where it was going, and I, I guess this would be a sort of criticism I would have of the film, even though it's more on the audience than it is on the film itself. I get it. Is, okay, she's 13, and for whatever reason, like, Roger Ebert made a, you know, drug joke for it, like, oh, magic dust, whatever, let's go with it. Okay, Roger, um, very clever with drugs. We got it. You were snorting magic dust and you just wanted to put it in your review. Real wicked. I, I think actually... What's on... next? 
The Rock gave you some food to give you better rating? Oh yeah, that's right, he did, you hack. I think on RogerEbert.com, like, for the, you know, the things that are in this that justify the ratings, it does actually have drug references on there. But anyway, um... Oh yeah, the thing that I said was on the audience was... I could kind of see where it was going, so I got this idea that, like, oh, obviously she's going to go back to when she's 13, and then she'll, you know, know what her priorities, what she wants to do in life. Yeah. So it did give me this idea of, if that's the case, technically everything that's happening now would get, like, retconned. Uh, It's pointless? Not so much pointless, but it wouldn't have any lasting effects. Like, obviously, the emotional factor is still going to be there, but I did have this idea of, well... Obviously, there's going to be an easy way for them to get together in the end. Yeah. So Uh, that was kind of hanging over me. There was a thing in my brain about that, but I went a lot darker than than you did. I was like, well, if all of this is pointless, she could go full GTA style in this universe and it wouldn't matter. That would be a movie in itself, in which she knows that she's just going to be able to retcon all of this, so she just goes full purge on this world. She's like, I've had enough of you, Judy Greer, and just, like, kills her. It's like, ah, it's gonna be fine. There was a super meta, um, three years ago, super meta video game came out that de- deals with a lot of this kind of, like, oh, different timeline stuff, you can mess around. Oh, it's yeah. called Undertale, it was super popular. Oh, I've s- that's the one where people make that stupid fan art for it. Yeah, right? It was very massively popular, yeah. <sighs> and you loved it, of course. I liked it a lot. I, I liked the games that it but was inspired it, by more. Like? The Mother franchise. I don't know that. Uh, have you played Smash Brothers? Yeah. Do you know, do you remember the character Ness? He was like a little kid with like a baseball bat. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Mother 2 in the West was called Earthbound. So oh, Earthbound. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know that. Yeah. Yes. I've never played it. Yeah, yeah, I but know. One, one of the inspirations for Undertale was the Mother franchise, oh, of which Earthbound it is It all adds up. So, Rachel, what was your favourite series that was inspired by Undertale? That Undertale was inspired by. Oh, I don't know how I can choose. There's, like, only two, I think, that I can think of. Okay, Rachel, do you like your pancakes tiny like Jen does in this movie? Because those are some fucking tiny pancakes. They're almost like, what are they called? Pikelets. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're a medium-sized pancake, and we a go medium? for okay. large. Well, like, because I... Mm. They're like tiny pancakes. Yeah, but it's made to the size so that it works, so that you can have the strawberries on the outside and it still fits on the plate. Yeah? Just, just let... I want a pancake bigger than my face. When I yeah, eat one. Yeah, but that's your priority when you are eating a pancake. That's not the priority. Man, can we get some pancakes after we're done with this episode? Just like we fucking plowed out. I know. Pancake this morning. I had a pancake this morning. That's why I want more. Feed no, me I can pancakes. Pikelets. Nah, I don't want no lame pikelets. I want Jennifer mm. Garner-sized pancakes with the size of Jennifer Garner. Isn't pike a fish? Yes. Isn't Pike, just it's the name kind of, of a spear, ca- and yeah. name of the first captain on the Starship Enterprise, Captain Pike, Christopher Pike. Well, I'm such a trekkie oh, that I, I can know. tell you that the Discovery answer is Discovery might I don't change know. that. The answer, no, <laughs> it won't. Oh. <laughs> Star Trek Discovery, more like Star. You know what I love about that? So the new TV show for Star Trek is called Star Trek Discovery, mm-hmm. and you know they nickname. The shows, so you have like Star Trek, you know, Star Trek, the original series is called TOS, the original series, mm-hmm. and Toss. then then 
Star Trek Next Generation is TNG, the next generation. Mm-hmm. And then Voyager is V-O-Y, Voy. And then DS9 is Star Trek Deep Space Nine. New one is Star Trek Discovery. So people are really trying to call it Star Trek Disco, but people just call it STD. Oh, Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good. I like that. Yeah, but people don't. They're like, don't call it that. This is a serious show. We want to call it Star Trek Disco because that's fun. And I'm like, fuck you. Pay attention to the news headlines, guys. There's going to be a, a big front page article saying Bartek likes STD. And he watched it. It's like, oh, you know, I've only seen Into Darkness before, so this is pretty good. Oh, yeah. don't you. Oh, fuck. Fuck off. Don't get me started. I could do it. I literally feel like I have so much energy. I could do my own podcast with like this is weekly true. updates on my feelings this is true on Star Trek Discovery, this... Star Trek Into Darkness. No, I really could a, do a weekly podcast a that's an fact, hour long. A true fact for you listening people. It's not too uncommon to see Ryan post something on Facebook that's literally just fun fact or like update <laughs> Star Trek Into Darkness still sucks I had so many people come at me when that movie was coming out and came out they're like it's not that bad it's not that bad because of these reasons and then I'm like these reasons are the reason they are bad and then those same people years later like oh that movie wasn't really good and I'm like fuck you you front page article Ryan doesn't like the coming out Star Trek movies yeah if they've got Abrams attached to them, no thanks. Because they... Okay, okay, we'll get back to the movie because she's wearing an awesome necklace. But Star Trek, the new movies, for those who are like, hey, I like... We'll get back to the movie, but Star but Trek first, still. First, first, Look, if you like those new movies, I, I don't mind, okay? That's fine. Because one of the things I like about them is the fact that they introduce new people to Star Trek... That's also one of the reasons I hate it, because it's like, it introduces new people to Star Trek, and then those new people check out actual Star Trek, and they're like, what the fuck's this? Because they're not similar at all other than characters to have names. Where's Benedict? Where's Combabatch? Where's the Cumbi? But, you know, that's fine. But don't give me a start on Star Trek Into Darkness. That shit sucks, because it... Can we get you ended on it? (laughs) No! You know what? Now I'm doubling down. The one, okay, I'll end it on this. The one thing that really annoys me about that movie is the fact that the other one exists. Star Trek 2009 exists. Prequel to it. Yeah, the first one. The first one, one, I mean, yeah. You know what annoys me about that movie existing? It ends with them being like, well, the timeline's changed. But that's okay, because that means we're going to have new adventures and new prospects new stuff and then the follow-up is just a remake of the best star trek movie ever made which is wrath of khan and i just sit there going what about all this new fucking shit that you said you're gonna do with this oh clean slate and then they're like how about we just ruin the good things and that's what i don't like but ryan had benedict look i don't even mind him as an actor but they shouldn't have cast him in that movie it's like back in the 60s they couldn't get Indian actors to play Khan because Indian actors weren't really a thing in and they Hollywood. they couldn't get Benedict either. And he was not alive. But So they got Ricardo Montalban, who was, you know, South American, you know, and uh, he would play Indians and Native Americans and Mexicans and all that. So that was fine. For them, they, at least they got a person of color back in the 60s. In the fucking 2010s or whatever fucking we want to call them, the teens or whatever bullshit... 
We couldn't even get a fucking Indian guy to play the Indian character. They're like, let's just get a fucking white guy who sucks. They should have gotten the voice actor for a poo. Yeah, Hank Azaria. <laughs> He's an actual actor, though. Mm. I mean, says so Benedict Cumberbatch, but whatever, whatever. So back to the movie. She was wearing this awesome necklace that I really want to get Rachel. She just loves wearing flowers. Don't you? Sometimes. Some See how much she loved it? Could I get you... Uh, uh, um, I mean, Ryan, you're asking her, but it's all on you. It's on me to buy. Yeah. But I need approval first, because I don't want to buy a fucking necklace, and then she doesn't wear it. You don't have a partner, so you don't understand, and you don't need to worry about money, about it. I do have a partner. Me. His I name's get, Ryan Slewski. I get it. But you don't buy me shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But I think about it. It's like, all these times, no. But, uh, Rachel. Mm-hmm. It's getting to the point in which they're out of the low period into the romantic high. Yes. Was this your favorite movie, Kiss? Oh, it's okay. This I know. like it's not this my did fa- come after Spider Man, so you got to consider. It's not my favorite movie, Kiss, but it is one of my favorite romantic scenes because it's not just the kiss; it's the, the like it's. What, the build-up to the kiss is so enjoyable. Like the physical momentum because they're on swings? I, I didn't intend <laughs> the pun, but yes, that um, is part I'm, of it. I'm laughing because there was a quiz question related to it that I didn't include. I was laughing but internally. One of, one of the of options that. was like, when did they kiss? And one of the options was um like during the swinging. <laughs> so it's a funny little mental image. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because they're not in line with one another yeah. going different ways. <laughs> Bartek, I know, you know, I don't even need to need to ask Bartek. I feel like I know what his favorite movie kiss is. And if he disagrees, I will be very upset. Okay, what is it? Denny kissing Johnny on the forehead after he had blown his own brains out. <laughs> no, 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 it was no, Mark. Mark, 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 kissing him on the eyeball, basically. <laughs> it's your favorite, it right? Was- <laughs> it's gonna be and if you say no it's something else you're fucking a liar it's, I don't I can't think of anything else so I guess it would have to be <laughs> but that scene's so great because that shot it's like you know so manic but then that shot is like silent <laughs> and he slowly goes towards the forehead <laughs> like what is this meant to be he kind of doesn't get him on the, even on the forehead he's got like on the brow on the eyes it's so awkward it feels like it's meant to be like a really poetic moment like there's and then, and then Denny it. comes in being like like the torch Tommy. has been passed <laughs> That's my favorite bit. Johnny. No, no. He says, Oh, yeah, that's Tommy. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, No, it's Johnny, you fuck. Please, please. <laughs> leave him. Leave us. <laughs> when he says, Leave us, it sounds like Frankenstein. Leave me alone with. Leave me alone with him. Like, leave us. He, he sounds like Frankenstein with, like, no, it like, sounds like a Frankenstein with his monster. Like, Leave me with the body. Leave us. So, Rachel, is that kiss better than this kiss? Yeah. One involves a dead body. Can you guess which but it's movie? Not, but it's not necrophilia or anything. Uh, technically, it could be. If he, if we didn't know, the room faded to black. Mm. We don't know. We don't know what happened with Johnny slash Tommy's body after. Well, we hear ambulances real quick. Um, uh, I don't know. It's hard to pick, I know. Is this your favourite sleepover scene in a movie ever? To the point in which the director didn't want it in the movie because he thought it ruined the romance subplot, no, but then he realized best, it's the best scene in the movie. Best 
sleepover, I think. Oh, I can't remember what movie it is in, but there's one where they do, like, mattresses down the stairs. I think it might be Wild Child. Oh, Rachel's has been saying for years, when are you going to do Wild Child on the show? And I'm like, never. Is it too good? It's just too good. I mean, the name of it is just too wild for the show to handle. But if you guys at home message and request Wild Child, maybe we'll do it. Maybe if we're feeling brave, we'll double feature it with Lost and Found, the movie which David Spade finds a dog. Let's not double feature our average mass speed. It's a bit too much work for me. Why? There's a lot of YouTube comments. <laughs> yeah, all of the comments for Lost and Found one would just be David Spade being like, I remember this day when I shot this. <laughs> so, Bartek, was this your favourite scene? Could you understand why the director was hesitant to put it in and then understand why he was wrong? Well, Ryan, this is a film where a 13-year-old girl has suddenly become 30. So it makes no sense that this sudden shift, which even the Australian title has the word suddenly, would have a 30-year-old acting like a 13-year-old would. But she's no longer... She's no longer dressing like either to me, really. Well, that's on purpose, you see, because the director on purposely chose that as the film progressed, her style would become less childish and more adult, while uh, Judy Greer's character's fashion sense would become more overt and over-the-top and evil as the movie went on. Because we've got to remember, this is the director who brought us Bride Wars. That guy knows knew, sorry, what he was doing. Because he's dead now. Mm-hmm. Um, he died of pneumonia at the age of 45. His name was Gary... Something. Winnick. Winnick. He was winning, all right. Yeah, I didn't really recognize... He his... did the Charlotte's Web movie yeah. with Dakota Fanning. I didn't recognize his name, but when I looked him up on IMDb, like, the in the listing of, like, all the stuff he'd done, producer was the most... You know, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But aren't we all the producers? Aren't we all producers at the end of the day? Not me. I'm an intern. Yeah, Bartek's an intern on this show. I don't pay him because that's what you do with interns. You don't you don't pay them. You know, Bartek shaved his beard. I just have to raise this. I keep forgetting too. Bartek had a has a beard usually. He shaved it and he looks suspiciously like a very European Mark Ruffalo right now. It's it's very suspicious. Is that true, Rachel? No, you still look like Jack Black to me. Okay. <laughs> that's the that's what the kids what, say. What OTP is Jack Black part of? Well, School of Rock. Mm. Entire school? Him and, and, the, the, and the entire school. school. Him and, um, yeah, Joan Cusack. The chick. Okay. We had her in an episode recently, Joan. In, 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 in Chicken Little, as the voice of the ugly duckling. And I'm like, if there was anyone to be the voice of an ugly duckling, it's Joan Cusack. Um, this has Andy Serkis's best moment in which he just starts riffing to himself about things. Yeah, this scene was... Some of his lines here were improvised because in the gag reel they showed a bunch of takes. And he's a funny guy. Look, he... Were they all about his testicles? Yeah, all the testicle ones were the improvised bits. Well, I, I imagined that the writer didn't want to write testicle gags in there, but Andy came on set and he went, Oi, oi! That was my Andy impression. He went, Oi, oi! 
I'm on the Lord of the Rings and I want to do ball gags. Then he said, and they're hey. like, we don't have ball gags. And he went, testicle jokes, son. And they're like, okay, okay, let him do what he wants to do. He's he's still in his golem method acting at the moment. Where and, he's like, and then the crew were like, hey, are your testicles your precious? And Andy Serkis just like put his hands on his hips and shook his head. Do you find it weird he was doing Lord of the Rings when he was doing this? I really get a lot of mileage out of that Jennifer Lopez cover because it's appeared in so many shows. Hey, J-Lo's our hero. She was in The Fella Next Door, a great movie about a fella who lived next door and to an, J-Lo. And someone who was going on 20. Oh, yeah, exactly. So we're at the climax scene in which we learn that um, Jennifer Garner... Throughout the movie, we've been learning what a terrible person that she's grown up to be, but we didn't realize until this very scene here that Jennifer Garner was betraying Poise magazine by selling information off to their rival, Sparkle. Mr. Sparkle. Which was really shocking to me. But then I read the trivia and rewatching the movie. It's set up very early on when she's looking through her mail. Yeah, but it was set up during the part where like you're still coming to grips with what on earth is happening. So exactly, it's it's a kind of foreshadowing that you would absolutely not get on the first viewing. But that's what this movie's for: repeat viewings. This movie rewards the audience. Rachel, how many times? Well, you probably wouldn't know, but like ballpark. Oh, she knows more than a dozen times seeing this film. Yeah, today is roughly my thirteenth. There we go. 13. Going on 30 eventually. Eventually, if we keep watching it. If I if I press the uh, repeat button on the player, we could make it 30 times. <laughs> we'll be here for a couple of days, but we could. Mm. So, Vartek, you ready? You ready to go for Make our kiss. 13th time? Oh, well, yeah. We'll <laughs> you go, ready for yeah. a kiss? Well, if we have to watch it 17 more times, then it'll be 15 for us at the end. Uh, well, we can bail out at some point for Rachel to keep going. We can go get some food, relax, so talk many- about the pancakes. fun times. So how many times will we have to see it then? Well, if this is our second time... Oh, do we want to go to 13? We are going to 13. Okay, yeah. yes, She's I going see. to 30. Yeah. Right. So, so Rachel will have like seven and a half hours, or six and a half hours to herself. She, seven and a half. Yes, because she's gonna have to watch it seventeen times. Is that correct? Yes. Seventeen times, and we only have to watch it one time for every year that passes in the time skip. <sighs> Very brave of you, Bartek, to just put that comment out there. I'm, I'm yes, bravo! I just love Andy Circus here, where he's just like bravo. Put it on the. I'm gonna send this up to the editors. Bravo! One year for every time skip here. Bravo! We will present this to corporate first thing tomorrow. Wouldn't it be a surprise if they just took it up to corporate? It was John Lithgow, and he's his character from uh, uh, Confessions of a Shopaholic, and they all work in the same building. And you just see Isla Fisher on the street buying clothes, and like her credit cards maxing out. And she's like, "Oh, I wish I worked in a fashion magazine." And Jennifer Garner walks past, being like, "I work for one." You should try working for me. This is me. a very long question with a yes answer. Would you want that? Yes. No, your question was, would it be funny? Would it be funny? Yes. Yeah. This is the, she went the other way. This is the uh, Confessions universe. <laughs> Confessiverse. But is this... Which timeline is Confessions in? This one or the one the, that gets the, fixed? The good one. No, the bad one. Yeah. 
because, you know, in the good one, Isla Fisher wouldn't have an addiction. Mm. I know. All because that 13th party went well. No, you know, it's a butterfly effect. Yeah, I know, yeah. It's a massive butterfly effect. You know what? You know what? There is actually a sort of maybe potential butterfly effect to this show being what it is thanks to this film. Yeah. Early in the film, earlier, when right after the, well, before the thriller dance, they met the reporter from Sparkle, the lady with the red hair. The editor-in-chief. Yeah. When I looked at her, I said to myself, she looks familiar. She does. Has she been in something that I've seen? Yeah. And I looked it up and she was in... Now, brace yourself. I'm braced. I'm, I'm going to bring up that thing. Oh, okay. She was in Saved by the Bell, the college years. Oh, <laughs> I told you to brace yourself. I was thinking meta, like a uh, voice actors in a fucking Final Fantasy game. It was a bullshit. <laughs> and I was like, I recognize her because she looks like a character. But no, I wasn't ready for Saved by the Bell. Oh, no, no, okay, but I'll, I'll get through this quickly. So, okay, yeah, yep. Didn't stand out too much to me. She was one of the mains, but it was a short series. She was a drama major in that. Okay. And that was probably my first time thinking, huh, you can go to university oh, and do drama. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that that was the reason I... Look, Ryan, I'm not saying that's the reason why I did drama. I genuinely <laughs> love drama. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying... It let you know that you could advance it further. There though. could be a potential for me having gone to university because I knew that and what I what did I do when I went to university I met you yes and what did so we now, do after we met we made a podcast well yes that's true that is true and then now we're here we are and then so, Rachel called me a freak and, and now are. I and now I can blame saved by the bell <laughs> for every problem that you've given me brilliant I haven't given you any problems <laughs> You're I said talking so, so about saved true. by the bell so much is one. I told you to brace yourself. I know, it doesn't mean it's not a problem. And you say so much, it's been a while. It's uh, it's like every episode for me. <laughs> it's been a very long time. If you time. listen to the podcast, they make a TV Tropes page for us in which it's like Bartek references Saved by the Bell. Ding! Well, Ryan, things- Ryan hates Metal Gear Solid 2. Ding! Into Darkness as well. Into well, I I don't reference that on the show very much, so that's that just something true, yeah. in my life that I reference. That'd be on the trivia page. That'd be on the trivia. Fun fact: Ryan's least favorite Star Trek movie is Star Trek Into Darkness. I won't say Star Trek Two because fuck you. Your mileage like may third, vary. It's like the <laughs> fucking twelfth movie. Your mileage may vary. Is Ryan funny for interrupting Bartek, or is he a jerk ass? Jerk ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another another TV choice would be Bartek. Bartek. Um. The Wooby. What? That's the person you feel sorry for. Ah, in Polish? No, that's one of the tropes. Oh, I'm not up to the TV tropes. Well, the other tropes would be Bartek speaks Polish and Ryan doesn't understand. Oh, there is a a bilingual trope. It's called a bilingual trope. Nailed it. So, Rachel, you were a bit cringy during this last night. Are you cringing now? Less so. Is it because Jen's wetter than you remember that she was when we watched it last night? Because she is for me. No, it's because Wendy is doing a good job. And she actually feels like a nice person. So you retract what you said about her earlier. Oh, she's dumb. No. 
If I was engaged to Mark Ruffalo, I wouldn't think you would be she cheating dumped. on me. You know what? I actually did look up this film on um, TV tropes. TV tropes, and in the Your Mileage May Vary section, there was a thing for like some pe- some fans are unfairly critical of Wendy, even though all she really did was these two things that aren't that bad. No, it's <laughs> just the fact that she like she's just unprepared for her impending marriage on many levels. No, she's prepared. It's Mark Ruffalo who's not prepared. No, so if he, but if she shouldn't home. have agreed to marry him and planned an entire wedding without them deciding where they were going to live. Rachel, she's too busy commuting to figure that out. To Chicago. To Chicago. Yeah, but it doesn't even look like they live together. Like, there's nothing of hers in his apartment. Well, we only see, like, one bit of his apartment. Maybe if you go to their bedroom, you'd see, like, tampons on the floor. Or yeah, but we, we see the wall of records, which is a nice What, you don't illusion. think she likes records? No, it's a nice illusion back to Jenna's dream house. Ah, uh, Jenna's dream house, which is very important. Come back. Jenna's dream. I'm I'm sorry, but look at this outfit that that uh, Judy Greer is wearing. It's like a nice little blue dress, but she's got like a little scarf thing, looking like a like a weird tie. It's nailing it, Jenna. Her uh, outfits na- would make her look evil. Nailing to me. her like, evil outfit. The, the slits the mer- very high up. The mermaid one is kind of weird, but not necessarily very evil looking. It's just green. Yeah, I didn't realize that her favorite color was green until you see her office is green. I like green. Do you? Is it your favorite color though? Yeah. Is it? It's up there with purple. Yeah. So is it your favorite, or is, or is purple it tied higher? for first? Like how? No, tied no, no ties. Green's always been my favorite, but in recent years, purple has been moving up there. Moving up there. So where, mo- where does purple is moving up the hierarchy? Least, but least so favorite? far, green still. Green's trumps. still up there. Least favorite. Least favorite color, uh, Brazil nuts. No, uh, I'm not no. really sure. Like, are we talking like the basic colors? Roy G. Biv. <laughs> no, I haven't met him. <laughs> yellow. I think yellow is most people's least favorite. Mm. I know our friend Reese. That's his favorite. You color. remember? Well, Reese is dumb, but you remember yellow was a very important color in Bride Wars. And I like that this director, in his two chick flicks, uses colour in a very important way to highlight characters' intentions, their motivations, their personalities. Because, you know, the sickly green colour really does match Tom Tom or Lucy's kind of scheme because she is loathsome and icky and all of that. And it kind of really works, you know. I think it's a really... Brave thing that Gary did there. Yeah, green's a double-edged sword. You can use it for something very nice, or you could use it for something very icky. It could represent nature or sickness. What What was what did green represent in uh, Lemonade Joe again? Green in the film. I remember it was Lemonade the blind Joe. Song. Sadness was it? Sadness. Yeah. When I'm sad, Czechoslovakian films use green as a highlighting color. So yeah. there you go. When they tint the frames, yeah. Yes. Or paint, whatever they do. Tint. Tint. When they paint them. There paint was, them. There was some film that... Yeah, when they colorized Was it movies. Nosferatu? Oh, who knows? I don't watch good classic chick- movies. I watch movies that ask the question, should Jim Gaffigan, the comedian, be in them? And I say, yes, he should. Yeah, and he was in The Love Guru. Yeah, and here he is now. Yeah. This is two Jim Gaffigan movies we've covered. In a very short period of time. In like a month or two, yeah. 
We are gym fans, according to gym fans as well, but that's not the same gym. That's a Belushi. Good mowing. <laughs> that's an Australian reference. Jim's mowing. It took me a little while. I was like, yeah. what? Are you, what? Does he know Jim Gaffigan mows lawns? I mean, he does look like a guy who would mow lawns, doesn't he? Well, there's grass behind him. At least she pays him. She for threw the money taxi at ride. his face. Well, she'd be doing something illegal in this timeline that would be retconned. She's not going. She didn't want to do that's, the that's, GTA method. Yeah, that's the GTA that Ryan wants to do. I love that. She should. She could do the GTA method in which you uh, GTA Five at least, where you rob a taxi cab and then you become a taxi driver. I mean, because that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, you. It's in the other games as well, yeah. You just kill a taxi driver and you become them. Well, you, well, you just carjack him. I kill them. I'm not a wuss. That's optional, but yeah, you I can just do that. shoot them and then I drag their body out because I don't like struggles. I like results. In GTA 3. Death is a result. In GTA 3, when you carjack a taxi, one of the voice clips that you always hear is Get in the back! Ah! <laughs> It annoys me in GTA when they, when you're struggling with like when you get them out of the car, they never really struggle back too much. Like I was ex- expecting them to like punch you they and then e- get back in and drive, <laughs> but they always just wait till you drag them out. They lay on the ground for a bit, then get up, brush themselves off, and decide whether to a walk away, b swear at you, c phone the police, or d come after you. Mm, phoning the police is very futuristic GTA. Futuristic? Yeah, that didn't happen much in the old ones. They didn't know what they were. Mm. I like 2003. it. 2003. Uh, my favourite GTA was GTA 2 growing up, where <laughs> it's a bird's eye view, because mm. it's the only one I had. Give me all your money. When I could make friends with all the gangs, so I could drive around any territory and not get hurt. That was my gaming experience. But Mark Ruffalo's back, and he's getting married, Rachel. I, are you upset that 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 you know he chose to get married even though he technically cheated or had an infidelity moment with, yeah, with Jen here? You don't like in this bad timeline he would have married her. He has max respect for everyone. You don't get the sense that he would have told Wendy either. Oh God, no! Wendy wouldn't be down with that. She's a news person. She would get on the news and be like. Forecast for today is Mark Ruffalo's a cheating scumbag. But I love Matt. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then people in Chicago will be like, who's this Matt guy? Is he gay? Mm. Is he gay? No, is he a Heather? Or... No, Arthur or Martha. Is he an Arthur or Martha? That was the question he asked. What was that a reference to? Is he into Martha's or Arthur's? Oh, it's not people, it's Sex. sex. Did you think he was like, is his name Martha Stewart or Arthur? No, I was like, oh, is this like a Will and Grace thing? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what? I haven't watched this show, so I don't know. Like, are these? Well, here's a fun fact. One of them's called Will. Like One Will. of them's called Jack. That's it. The others are called Grace. And then, um, Chick, Karen. Maybe. Look, I'll just listen to the Entrapment episode. I nail it in that episode. Uh, I really nailed down the Will and Grace mythology for you. We looked up trivia in that one from do the Will and Grace. And Bartek's like, please don't. Rewatching this as an adult, I do appreciate that he does make a very adult decision in saying, no, I, I, I picked Wendy. Because it's, like, it's just like, well, we don't know how long they've been together. And he, like, she's just a spanner in the works that's appeared in his life after... 
like so many years with them being separated that's true and not having anything to do with each other and it's just like i'm about to get married and i'm like he was probably freaking out about getting married before she even roped up and it's just like is this really what i want and he decides that it is because it makes more sense to go with the stability yeah that makes sense so Bartek, you heard that from Rachel. You heard it from her mouth. So if I kiss a random girl from my past anytime soon, it's okay if I choose to marry Rachel, not tell her, right? Well, I mean, it's just your mum. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Don't know why that was the answer, but yes. Um, one of the... I will be bad, Bartek. I looked up quizzes for this movie too. Mm. But I didn't find any of the ones that you had. But one of the answers I loved, and I'm surprised you didn't have it in there. I've probably seen it. What is it? Which was something along the lines of... Who does she end up marrying in the end? Was it... I think it's that. It was like... Was it Mark? Matt? Richard? Or her ma'am? Ma'am, not mum. M A M. No, that familiar. was the location, wasn't it? Or something? Because there was the other one was like, who does she end up with? And it was Blake. Oh yeah, Blake. He's Blake. Uh, you figure. Well, I mean, it doesn't sound especially funny, so I wouldn't have included. Ma'am, M A M. Yeah, Ma'am was the funny one. Ma'am. I don't know. It doesn't sound like something I'd pick. You don't pick Ma'am. The fact that they spelled it wrong and they were like, that's good enough. These spellings aren't funny, Ryan. They're serious. They're deadly serials. Look, I watched Racing Stropes and it was a fine film. It didn't need any of this type <laughs> of humour. Racing Stropes. Very stropes, conveniently windy right now. Hey, it's also convenient that it's not dusty. Yes. Sandstorm. And now Bartek... When you were 13-year-old and you made a creepy serial killer-esque type dollhouse for your female friend that you were in love with and then she rejected you and became a snooty bitch that you didn't like, you've still got the dollhouse, right? No, this is the good timeline. You'd, no. have, to, you'd have to ask bad timeline, Bartek. Okay, bad timeline, Bartek. Yes, what is it, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Um, you know when you made that dollhouse for Rachel when you were thirteen. <laughs> yes. In which it's all creepy. Is it? And is shit. Rachel a bad timeline, Rachel? Well, Rachel's always in the bad timeline. Okay. So. <laughs> Hi again, Rachel. Oh, you suck. Yes. <laughs> you suck. And blow. So, uh, do you still have that creepy dollhouse that you made for her when she rejected you? Yes. Cool. And you fixed it after she threw it at you. After. And the powder's still on top. And in it. Yes. It was in it, not on top. No, it was on the roof. He no, poured it on the roof. No. It was both. No, but. Don't it, worry. It was Mostly in both. on the roof. Rachel, I just saw the scene play. The wind had the dust blow out of the inside of it. Mm-mm. Yes, it did. You're dead it wrong on this. It was mostly on the roof. Not anymore. It poured it directly on I know, but then it fell and it got inside the house. Mm. Awkward. I Lol. Just... I'm going back to my timeline. Oh, before you go, okay, before you I go, is Trump still president in that timeline? See ya. <laughs> hey guys, I'm back. <laughs> hey buddy. Hey, can we have that bad guy back? I liked him. He had a great voice. He wasn't a bad guy. It was just bad timeline. Okay, wait. So right. she does have bridesmaids there. 
Well, yes, of course. And she also has a surprising amount of black people there for some reason. I counted like six black people. At what point in this movie does it indicate that she knows anyone who's black? At what point does it say she doesn't know anyone who's black? By the sheer fact that there are no black people that she interacts like, with in her photo- childhood or adulthood. Two photos of them and then a photo of her parents, but nothing of his. <laughs> now look, I've bought boxes before, don't get me wrong, but maybe I'm not a box expert, but how many boxes have I bought that has the words small box and medium box written on the box? Well, it's American. When you buy... I've done when that. You buy I've bought boxes. boxes. When you buy packing boxes, yes, they often okay. do have You keep that. talking. I have an answer for you. Go on. You said you're in the bad timeline always. This is no, the... Rachel is. Well, but you're together, so... Well, no, I can exist in the good timeline. Okay, well, then I don't have an answer then. <laughs> <laughs> it only works if you're in the bad timeline. That's right. Retract your fucking answer, Bartek. Well, I didn't give it, so I can't. Maybe if bad boy Bartek gives me an answer. Yeah, there's no such thing. As bad boy Bartek? No. You're a liar. You're a fucking liar. So, Richard Neeland was his name, by the way. Just wanted you to know that. Oh, the boss? Yeah, Richard Neeland. Okay. If you want to pronounce it like that, a part of it is like it would be Neeland. Hey, look, one of the six chicks has a name that has cheese. Brie, what is this? She's not going anywhere. Larson, she should go. She should go to her room. Can we appreciate the DJ's real name is Swoop White Bear? Pretty good name. <laughs> That's a fucking great name. Was he white? No, he was black. Oh, well, there you go, Ryan. It's ironic. Oh, but that was bad timeline, so, you know. Hmm. Oh, he doesn't exist anymore. He was unborn. Well, I mean, he exists, but he probably, you know, they haven't met. Maybe he was too young. Maybe, like, when we saw well, him in the good de- bad timeline, he was only, like, our age. They do but not... since Jennifer changed the timeline, he's no longer born. They did not establish whether she still works for Poise. Well, I would imagine she does. So the movie's unfortunately ended. If only it could go on more, but it has ended. Michael Jackson's credited. The payroll accountant's name was Michael, in case you wanted to know. Different to the production accountant, who's also named as Michael. But Bartek, the movie. What about the graphic artist, who's Michael C. Marcus? Well, different. Different Ah. all again. You know, different, different, different. A lot of Michaels in the world, but none of them are the ones we're looking for. So, Bartok, the movie's ended, and it's time for us to give our ratings and reviews, or reviews and ratings, and then we're going to hear from you from what you've gathered online, because people online have opinions, too, and it's always good to hear. But before we do get into our reviews, what do we think made this movie unappreciated overall? Because if I'm honest with you guys, I don't know. I think it came out in a time where... We were oversaturated with romantic comedies, and it is a little bit of an odd-aimed audience, because it's like, is it meant to be teenagers watching it like I was when I first watched the movie, or is it meant for 30-year-olds, or is it ideal that it's like mother-daughter date kind of thing, where they go and watch the movie together, and it's like... Yeah, we can get along. We have, we've, I've been 13, you're currently 13, and it sucks for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, but that kind of indicates that the movie deals with her being 13 a lot. No, it doesn't. It just deals with I've been 13, you've been 13, (laughs) it's been a shitty time for all of us. Let's just roll over and die. But she doesn't know how to deal with being 30, and I think. 
But she doesn't. She gets Does anyone know? We don't know. She learns in like two weeks how to be a 30-year-old, so that's pretty good. I know people now who are adults who don't know how to fucking be adults. Like Bartek. Is that a shot at my siblings? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I didn't do that, but all right. Rachel, if you had to give this movie... Oh, before you do, Bartek? Why did this? Why is this unappreciated? We're in the because we're in bad timeline. Okay, Rachel, review rating go. No, this film holds a special place in my heart because it was my favorite. <laughs> I'm listening. That was. I'm listening. He can suck his finger if he wants. Yeah. You're being disrespectful to the listening people. I'm not. They didn't know until you started <laughs> referencing it, so shut up. <laughs> well, she reacted. I said what it was. Fine, then. I give it 10 razzles out of razzles. But what's your review? <laughs> it's good. <laughs> okay, better than IMDb, I imagine. <laughs> but Rachel, on IMDb, you have to have 10 lines or more. <laughs> so you have to give us more than that. And sometimes only. It's good. <laughs> Ellipses for nine more lines. You have to say ellipses <laughs> for nine lines. Well, you have to go, wow, do I need really nine more lines for this? Okay, uh, what else can I say? Uh, I like the fact that in Rachel's world, she's like, the best option is just choose ellipses for days, but not just repeat the sentence again and again like people do in IMDb. Yeah. I wanted to be different. Well... I love this movie. I love Mark Ruffalo in this movie. I love that they get together at the end. I don't mind the little lapses in judgments because the little the little things add up nicely and it's just cute, warm and fuzzy. Cute little flirting with kid in the bar. Bartok? Except for that part. That part sucks. I understand why it's there. What's and wrong with it? It's uncomfortable. What? It was Woody Allen's favorite movie scene. Yeah, he I'm looked, kidding. He likes girls. I thought the seat looked comfortable. The seat. Hey, here's a big question. Who was he there with? That kid. Uh, someone who really likes guacamole. Uh, but no, not enough who, to stay. Somebody who didn't want to eat any of their salad or lettuce on their burger. They were deported. Oh. It's it's a bad timeline, Ryan, remember? Yeah, exactly. So, Bartek. Let's hear from you. Ah, the review. I'll give that to you. Give it to me, Not to me, though. You're in the bad timeline. (laughs) You'll hear it only in the bad timeline way. Um, I was talking to the listening people. They're in a timeline. Which one are they in? Well, they get to... They know. (laughs) (laughs) Check Audacity. What time are we at? You know. You know. No, that's what I'm asking you to check, so I can know. We're at the time. Oh, you're talking to the listening people. Yeah, we're talking to listening people. <laughs> Jeez, Bartek. Oh, you're all over the place. <laughs> I'm not. Go, Bartek, go. Hit us with your best shot. This film was released indeed at a time where there were a lot of romantic comedies, and I can definitely see the oversaturation being a problem. Mm. I think that one thing that people can really take away from this is that the romantic and the comedy aspects are both really good. So even if you're not a fan of one or the other, you can take it on the merit of the of the one that you are the fan of. This is a really good comedy film. It is a film where you get a 30-year-old pretending to be a 13-year-old. Now, I know what you're all thinking out there. I know people like that in my day-to-day life. But this is Hollywood. 
you get to see it masterfully crafted, masterfully presented, masterfully done. You can be a Roger Ebert if you want. You can give it a two out of four. You can talk about how, and this is really Roger, every single Roger Ebert review, mention the people who were in it and part of the crew, and then talk about other things that they were in that, they, that you like more. That's, that's really most of his reviews in a nutshell. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Only you're wrong in our versions of his reviews where it's like, up yours, kids, and he does a skateboard flip. <laughs> now I want to listen to the Nothing But Trouble episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was like our version of him in Baby's Day Out, in which he's on, he's a review is just an apology. <laughs> that, I forgot that, yeah. Yes, so, uh, fuck you, Roger Ebert. How many fuck you, Roger Eberts, do you give it, Bartek? None, because I'm better than him. Yeah, better. You're a Siskel man. Gene Siskel. He thinks that Leo DiCaprio's hunky. <laughs> That's a fact I didn't realize. Look it up on YouTube. There's a funny video about it. Oh, he's just like he's a hunk, and it's like really weird because it's when he was in Critters Three, when he was like eleven years well, old. Well, the, the really weird thing was that like Roger Ebert was reviewing whatever the film that episode was about, and then Siskel just randomly brought up <laughs> that fact, and he was like, "We're not talking about that." Well, I am. <laughs> <laughs> That, it's like a yeah, like fifteen second video, and that's pretty much it. What I just described. We're definitely looking up after this recording. I can see it. I can see Roger Ebert's absolute disdain. He's like, that's not what we're about. Gene Siskel is just thinking about how hunky he is. He's like, I'm going to nail this. He's critique. Let's say it was for the Titanic, and it's like he's a hunk. It's like we're not talking about that, Gene. No, it was. I think it was a film that Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't even in. <laughs> Schindler's List. I can't <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio's a hunk. What does that have to do with anything, <laughs> Gene? What are you on about? And Gene's just got like a signed autograph of Leo <laughs> in his wallet. He pulls it out and does like a little face stroke of it as like a young Leo and he's like, oh, such a hunk, such a hunk. And that's what they should have played when he won the Oscar for The Revenant. You know when the Oscars, they show a little bit of the movie? Yeah. They should have shown that of Gene Siskel being like, he's a hunk. <laughs> that's the way for Gene. <laughs> and Oscar, and he gets his Oscar, he's like, I am a hunk, guys. Gene nailed it. Gene, I f- this is for you. And then they get a little hologram of Gene to come on stage, <laughs> like they did for Tupac. And then Gene's there. And then he goes, I knew he was a hunk. And then you, and then, then. And it was a pre recorded, it's like, finally, 2005, you finally got your Oscar. <laughs> yeah. And then you hear the disembodied voice of Roger Ebert being like, that's not what they're here for. Damn it, Gene. Damn it, Gene. That's, I think that's what the video is called. <laughs> <laughs> you know they didn't like each other very much in real life for a long period of their career and I can genuinely see why with that can you imagine being Roger Ebert he's a dead serious reviewer he's like okay I have all this vast movie knowledge how are you doing Gene that, I don't know Le- how- that Leo's a hunk <laughs> I don't know how serious that clip was that's not but- what we're here for Gene and then you know Gene's just sitting there watching a movie writing down notes but he's writing it in like a in like a girl's like notebook that's pink with love hearts on it but it's got like 
in the Love Hearts cutout photos of Leonardo DiCaprio's face just stuck on them, and he's just like writing with a big glittery pen just with feathers on it, and he's like, Love Leo! And he's like, Dude, we're here reviewing Schindler's List! What's this got to do with anything? Damn it, Gene! So, Bartek, keep going with your review. I give this film a rating of Leonardo DiCaprio's smile out of Roger Ebert doing a face that looks like that main character from Up. The grimmest thing that he does. Oh, yeah. Yes. I thought you were talking about... That's right. Carl's the kid, isn't it? No. That's that's the old man. Uh... I know he was referred to by his last name, Wall, but I can't remember. Mr. Grumpy Pants, whose wife died! Spoilers for up, I guess. Roger Ebert was married? Yeah... Imagine. So my review, know. my review is this movie's good. You know, it was a fun time. Uh, even for um being a guy, it wasn't a turn off because that's one of the things with uh chick flicks. You know, as a man, you don't men don't really want to go watch chick flicks, but yet we insist that women should still watch guy movies because they're better. They're great. Because Bruce Willis said, yippee ki motherfucker. But we don't need in a chick flick for Bruce Willis to say, yippee ki motherfucker. I never said anything of that. Gene, Gene knew that in chick flicks you needed a hunk. And in this movie, Leo's not the hunk. But Ruffalo is. And that's the Ruffalo effect. He sneaks up on you. I can imagine... I mean... I can imagine Gene Siskel right now saying Leo's a hunk, Ryan. I'm like, that's not what we're here for, damn it. But he's right. Leo is a hunk, as is Mark Ruffalo, but in a different hunk way. They're different hunk factors. Hence, Mark Ruffalo plays the hunk in the the Avengers movies. That's the name of the character, right? Mm -hmm. Dr. Bruce Hunker becomes the hunk. Mm. So I give this movie a hunk. Out of, that's not what we're here for, Gene. So, Bartek, you have some reviews and or comments that you have attained from the internet. Will you grace us with them now? Now? Now. Okay, I can do that. That's what we're here for, Jesus. Rachel's just, like, kneeling. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. Is it it alright? Rachel's just kneeling down. Oh, thumbs up. Thumbs up. She's just crying because of Gene's insanity. I agree, Rachel. Gene was fucking crazy. He's just so... Leo's just so pretty. It's just overwhelming. It is overwhelming how much of a... It's so overwhelming how correct Gene was and how behind the times Roger was yet again. Roger, you were such a... I think we have to say it. Damn it, Roger. Damn it, Roger. <laughs> oh, fucking Roger. Did you know he thought that no one would, that, that, that the Gladiator wouldn't win the Oscar and that no one would remember it? He was like, this movie would win the Oscar some movie with George Clooney on a boat that no one remembers. He was like, it's one of the greatest movies I've ever seen and no one remembers it, not yeah, even he, me. Well, he thought he was in the good timeline. He already was, but he was in the Siskel was right timeline, which is, I guess, is the good timeline. In hmm. fact... He was from the bad timeline, and he's somehow going to the good timeline, and he was like, what's all this about? You know what? We rag on him, but we gotta admit, perfect co-hosts then. We gotta admit, he was from the bad timeline. So Bartek, hit us. That was like a half punch, half gun cock, I don't know what that was. It sounded like you were loading up a gun. Yeah. Anyway, the first comment is, 
Eminem's on the phone. Damn, I wish I was her. Yeah. There was a line about how Eminem, the rapper, was on the phone to her. Yeah, and when that line happened, I was like, oh, she wouldn't know who that is. Are they going to do a chocolate joke? And they did. And they did. At no point did she really freak out over the fact that she was in the future. Mm. She didn't do a Back to the Future kind of thing in which she, you know, got all the racing, like, win, winning, oh, winning right. things yeah, in yeah, races yeah. so Back she could future. win races and then be rich. Oh, well, I guess Butterfly Effect would happen then. What? No. Oh, that's good, because she has a good timeline. Mm. Go on. Although maybe if the almanac altered as the t- as the history changed... I imagine she had a sports almanac, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the next comment is... This movie is golden. Hollywood needs to make movies this, this. There is way too much junk being made into movies and receiving undeserved thumbs up from Rotten Tomatoes. This movie was set in New York, right? Yes. Um, um, she lived in New Jersey, which is pretty close. Okay, okay. No, she lived in New York. No, no, I mean ch- childhood home, sorry. Childhood home. Jersey. Um, <sighs> awkward. We went the whole episode without raising this, but did no one tell her about 9-11? At any point? No, I guess not. She just was there and like, oh, I guess those buildings, they demolished them. Well, I guess That's a deleted scene. <laughs> there was a deleted scene in the hospital, which I did see on YouTube. And uh, yeah, the deleted scene in the hospital where she's just sitting there going, "Mom, what happened to the twin towers?" Oh, honey. Now she she saw the doctor, and the doctor's like, "Oh, you're fine, but I really like the tattoo above your breast." And then when she walked, <laughs> what tattoo? And then yeah, when the doctor leaves, Jennifer Garner obviously checks, and that's the scene. Wow, I wonder why they deleted it. Hit us again, Bartek. She could have stopped nine eleven, but whatever. Not really. She was, you know, she's just a girl. Yeah, but you know, she had twenty years. All to it prepare. takes is a girl. All it takes is a girl. The next comment is in all caps. Good. This movie is everything. It is. It's true. Yeah. It's a true fact statement. Mm-hmm. Got more for us? I've got one more comment. Hit me. It's not from YouTube. From IMDb. There are so many emotional and sexual <laughs> puzzles to tap dance around. This should have been a musical. What, Roger? Yeah, what was, the fuck was that's that? The, that's the final sentence of his review. What the fuck did that... Wait, is there context? He just thought that it was a mess of a film. But sexual? Don't they have the... Sex games joke thing. I, I get okay, Rogie. We get it. You got a little turned on by the idea of a thirteen year old girl being inside a thirty year old woman's body. Yuck, Roger. Yuck. Damn it, Roger, you really are from the bad timeline. Is that it? We've got the IMDB review and then I'm done. Give me it. <coughs> the title of this review is You are sixteen going on seventeen. Age films unrealistic, <laughs> asterisk, asterisk, one slash two. Okay. And it's from the 3rd of September, 2011. Oh. There's no rating, but I guess the one slash two is one out of two. Okay. I don't know. No, I don't... no, no. no. So how many asterisks were there? Two. It's two and a half. No, but it's asterisk, asterisk. Yeah, what? as in it's Oh, I see. So it's two and a half out of five. Clever. Yeah. So they gave it a five out of ten. Well, two and a half out of ten, wouldn't it be? 
No, if they're, they're but you don't do the asterisks We're like that for ten out of tens. Just like Becky was. Yes, you wouldn't do the ten out of ten with asterisks like that. You would do. A, you're doing it a five out of. Is that? It's out of five. So what they mean is, it's a five out of ten. A two and a half out of five is a perfect it's middle. Fifty percent. It's a fifty percent. I guess that's fine. Same as Roger Ebert then, but you know, if you, but, want, you, know, if you want to be like that. Let's hear from Roger Et Ebert. Roger Et Ebert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Warning spoilers. Okay, guys, if you haven't seen the movie. And you kind of didn't really gather spoiler elements from our discussion of it for the two hours or so. Spoilers alert. To be fair, I've read the review. There's not really any spoilers, but the warning's there. Warning. Just to be nice, I guess. This isn't exactly You Are 16 going on 17 from The Sound of Music. As is the case with... That's the first paragraph, by the way. As is the case with many of these age turnaround films, the film suffers from the fact that it's totally unrealistic and a mere figment of imagination. A 13-year-old, mocked by friends, finds that she is suddenly 30 and dealing with many of the same people from childhood. She strives to get her life together. Jennifer Aniston is a 30-year-old, and she plays the part well. Mark Ruffalo is good in the part of the guy she adored when they were both so young, which you will remember that was the case, Rachel. Mm-mm. <laughs> I, yeah, well, they were very close friends, Rachel, so yes. this is from the bad timeline. <laughs> he has a tendency to garble his words when he speaks. I thought... Uh... It also shows you. It also shows you that some people can mature and others are up to their old tricks. Very much surprised that Kathy Baker took such an unimportant brief role in this film. Baker has so much more talent to offer. Is that Jennifer's mom? Yeah, man. And that's the review. Nailed it. Thank you. Rachel, you are expert on the movie. Thank you for coming in. You had lots of opinions. You got emotional, as we all did, from from the film and from Leo's hunkness that Jean just couldn't withhold. So, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Bartek, as always, a pleasure. Your uh, that's, grad- my, that's my nickname. Well, yeah. okay. I'm allowed to still call you that. I know, but I just remind the audience listening people of my His name. graduated friend who has two degrees is 29 going on 30. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. I think I nailed that. Yeah, I think so, probably. You don't remember. You, just, you don't remember. Uh, I just name. call myself Bartek. Hi, Bartek. Hi. You did a good job. You... Thanks, me. The episode's over now, but, you know, if you want to be super cool listening people, you know... Tell your friends about us. We're on the iTunes, the Podbean, the Spotify, the Google Play, the Stitcher, a bunch of other things. Spit and Polish Presents. If you're going to be extra, extra cool, give us a review and a rating on iTunes that says we're the best. We're also on the internet. We're on yeah, the if internet. You use asterisks now, they will understand what they mean. They do understand what you mean when you use asterisks. So we're on, we've got a YouTube page, we've got a Facebook, and we've got a Twitter. And got an email. And email an email. Spit and, and polished. Polished. Past tense of Polish. Polished at yep. gmail.com. And that's and as in the word, not like an ampersand. So, yep. uh, until next time, remember to be kind to each other. You know what, Ryan? What you said a couple of minutes ago, you were right. 
I am an adult, but I don't know how to be an adult. Next week, I think I'm gonna move past graduation and I'm gonna make something of myself. <laughs>